Recording. Me, Wolf Karasan is also recording now. That's me. The guy who said me. Yeah. Alright. Okay, so let's go ahead and just go ahead and start this puppy down. Starting for Tyler in three, two. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Char Shot Gamescast. I am your host, Ben, aka the Marvelous Ziggy, and joining me tonight, special guest. I hope I don't not fuck up this name. Wolf Chaos on Wolf Chaos on yes, but I mean, to be fair, everybody Chaos on okay. There, there's even a running gag that it's just Wolf Chaos on no problem at this point. So it is it be how it be. But how are you doing? How's mm. everyone doing today? I had like triple check the spelling when I put it into the overlay. <laughs> it it is confusing. <laughs> All right. And we'll we'll have uh, Wolf over here talk about himself in just a moment. But of course, joining me is my right hand man, my first mate, my flight attendant, Justin. I don't know what what do you call the okay? If I'm the pilot, it's just my co- my co pilot. Co pilot, my yeah. Co pilot, co pilot. Flight attendant is a little special demeaning. name. No, I mean like you you play an important role. Like that's not that's that's you do. And you sleep with me in you the cabins sure... above the plane, apparently. I mean, I would ask for your consent first. I'm just saying, fight, fight, it's 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 a whole thing. <laughs> you get true, but you get whatever. Okay, hello. We are the Charge Shot Games Cast. We are the we we do not. I do not try to keep going on tens too much. We are a weekly video game podcast. Well, yes, we are weekly. Sorry about <laughs> last week, but we wanted to watch a movie, um, and Tyler wasn't available. Tyler is also not with us this week due to him spending time with a friend of his. So it's all so um someone he loves that's more. Why he's not here, otherwise he would be here. You know he. Stop, it's because stop I'm it. here. Let's stop be it. honest. Um, he doesn't like me. We are. That's not true. <laughs> That's Everybody likes you. We got to start that. <laughs> we got to start that drama shit already, aren't we? Um, but we uh, weekly video game podcast dedicated to the games we've been playing, the news we've been reading. So let us start start off with Wolf. With uh, tell us a bit about yourself first, and then if you want to talk about any games you've been playing and where people can catch your information at, not like your social yeah. or anything like that. You know, that's a little too much, but. Haas, when Haas follows you on Twitch, yeah, which, uh, which has happened. Found out anyways. Uh, but my name is Wolf Kaosan. You can call me Wolf or Sean, whichever one, doesn't matter. Uh, I like to make comedic video game reviews on YouTube. Um, I focus a lot on like some older games. Uh, I like a lot of the Nintendo 64 games, um, PlayStation 1, GameCube, Super Nintendo. Uh, I mean, I have like an entire thing over there, but I can't move the camera to see all that. Uh and I'm all about just really having fun and trying to both be entertaining and enlightening to kind of give insight to these games while also screaming about them. Uh, and for any kind of social anything, it's Wolf Chaos on. It's simple. No one else uses that because it's so hard to pronounce and write. So it works out. <laughs> there's more A's in there than you would yeah, expect. Yeah, so that's all I'm going to say. Two. <laughs> I had to think about yeah. that. I'm I'm the person who has a name, and I had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay, so um, tell us about like you know what made you want to start you know your YouTube channel and all this stuff. And I think recently, you, within the past couple of months, you said you're you're almost doing um the content creation stuff. Um, not quite full time, yes. but you're getting there. So uh, I've always, ever since I was younger, I always wanted to entertain people. I wanted to make people laugh. Um, I blame Rugrats on Ice for that. I remember being a kid and showing up there and watching, like, the Rugrats, you know, ice skating. And I was like, I want to do that. And my mom's like, you want to ice skate? Sure. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to, like, <laughs> make people laugh, make people clap. And, like, that's just kind of how I've always been. Um, 
And with video games, video games is something I'm very passionate about. I've always enjoyed playing them. I've always enjoyed talking about them. And so what I try to do with my videos is I try to be – I even try. I just be authentic. Uh, I do write a lot of my scripts, but I do just improv a lot in there. Like I just – my I have a video on Glover Nintendo 64 version because – Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Game of the year. <laughs> Literally, the only things I wrote down were like three things. Everything else in that video is just – complete improv um but like i said video games have always been something that like i just love to talk about because it you you get different experiences with the same thing and i think that's what makes video games magical um because like what one people one person can love one person might hate and you kind of can tear well not tear apart but like see what the other person sees it's just there's so much to do in video games uh and not only that, but, like, you could just enjoy them, and there you go. Uh, yeah. And now, as for part-time, uh, yes, I am now moved to part-time to work on content creation, uh, where I'm going to be uploading videos at least bi-weekly, as well as doing a lot of Twitch streams. Uh, this past month has been kind of hectic, though, but I've set everything up to where I am now ahead of the curve, so, uh... I will. I would advise though, if if anyone content creator or wanting to be one, do not make two videos at the same time. It's gonna drive you insane. Don't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could I could barely struggle with one when I was doing it regularly. Even just um, like I can only imagine even even just getting footage for a future video while you're working mm-hmm. on another video. Yeah, can be kind of exhausting. Because, like, you're already planning yeah, ahead, like you know? 10 gigabytes of Battletoads on my hard drive. That's just there. Yeah. Dear yeah. Lord, good Christ. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming it's the NES Battletoads, not the uh, recently uh, actually rebooted both. Battletoads. Well, not rebooted. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. I look forward to watching I wonder that. how much footage um, I ended up with on um, Ratchet & Clank PS5. Oh. Probably what? <laughs> Because that's a well, that's a big gigs. game. Um, yeah, tw- I'm gonna say 25 gigs worth. I I do liken your Reptar and Ice analogy because uh, I don't know I don't never seen you person your Twitter. I know you're a, a football fan as evidenced by your Bengals tweets yesterday. Sorry, man, I had to bring it up. Um, but uh, you know I grew up a wrestling fan, so like while I at one point wanted to become a professional wrestler, the idea uh, the the idea is very similar. You want to go out and just make people smile, make people happy. And that's, you know, I think that part of Justin, me, I think pretty much anybody who's in content mm-hmm. creation, that's why we do this thing. Um, it, yeah. The money is, uh, when you get money or get like sponsors or whatever, we're not there yet, but yeah, one day you just got to keep hustling. Um, and, uh, when you, when you have somebody tell you that, um, I really like what you do or you make my day happy. That's how you know, like, okay, what I'm doing mm-hmm. is, is meaningful. It has meaning in this universe. Sometimes that's not always hard. Uh, not, that's not always easy oh, yeah. to see when you're doing it. You're doing like, the grind. The one thing that, like, out. really helped me with, like, numbers, because, like, I have friends that, you know, have huge numbers. And it doesn't really, like, get to me. It's more of a, wow, I should be doing better. I should be doing this. You know, I don't compare myself. I'm like, I should be having the same, you know, some type of growth. But then I sit down. I'm like, well, I still had, like... I, I see the number in front of me, like, all right, just put that amount of people, like, in a room. Those people came to your room specifically to see you. Even if it's for a little bit, like, they chose to come right. there. And it kind of, like, makes it a lot 
easier to like okay like i had like for instance like when it comes to twitch i'm like all right three people came to hang out like three people just came to watch and like that kind of stuff pushes me like all right you know just imagine three people sitting there or you know how many people are you know watching youtube videos like that really helps me because like these people despite you know having all these other people like still decide to come watch and i think that kind of I wouldn't say pushes me, but it like it makes me feel better because I'm making an impact in someone's life that I may never know. You know, and like exactly, it's there's so much out there. Like not just you know YouTube, Twitch, whatever. There's all of the other you know breadth Mm -hmm. of content like on streaming services, on TV, porn, like all of it (laughs) that people could be watching instead, and they are Mm -hmm. watching you. In that moment, whether it's a you know video that has randomly been caught up in YouTube's algorithm and is getting shared all over the place, or it's you know Twitch and you're like playing a game no one's heard of before, so they're like, "Oh, what's that?" Like they are watching you, and I think that's something that's very easy to forget when you start mm-hmm. focusing on the numbers. Um, that each one of those yeah. is people. Because you see a lot of these big names and, like, you know, they're pulling the numbers, like, thousands of people. But they're just playing a game. Like, they're not engaging with the chat or anything like that. They're playing a game and people are watching. That is a mm-hmm. passive experience. But, like, that, the, the joy of being smaller is you yeah. can interact. You can keep up with the chat. Like, it's, it's actually, like, a back-and-forth experience. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. Because that's something that I don't think you appreciate yeah. when you get bigger. Right. It's right. impossible to do that when you it's get bigger. It's difficult. Because, like, I was playing, uh, I was streaming Super Mario Odyssey, and, like, I only did, like, the first world after, like, almost three hours because of how much I was talking to chat. And, <laughs> yeah. but, like, I, I think that's what makes, like, small streamers special. Uh, that's not to say, like, you can't be bigger and, like, do things like that. But... There is a certain charm to it, um, and, and one thing to always remember is uh, just be yourself because your audience will see, you know, whatever. Like, like, don't don't just fake it till you make it. Like, you have to be your authentic you, or else you are gonna tear yourself down because you're you're just not gonna be happy doing that. Like, it, it, it's not you, and you're just not gonna be happy. You know. that that's just something that i've like thought about and like have i have done like some videos where i'm like all right i'm just gonna talk about this and do it this way and this way and it just it just made me miserable it wasn't who i was and i i have scrapped like three four videos because they just weren't me um but yeah random random tidbit there just throwing that out there maybe someone needs it even if you try to, like, change what you do, like, one, mm-hmm. people are going to notice, and they're not going to find it genuine. And two, it's right. not sustainable. Because, like, you are, you know, putting on an act. You are you are being an actor on camera. Um, and if your goal is to be an entertainer, it's, it's the same way, like, there's a, there's a, this is going to get dark, but there's a higher rate of suicide, like, in the... Uh, like the comedy community, for example, because a lot of them use comedy to mask their, you know, their demons or whatever. And like, it's not sustainable. Like, if you're not yourself, if you're trying to put on this face, 
it will mm. break. And that what's the point? Like you might get m- momentary fame, but you'll feel miserable during it. And it's not enough to make up for just being, you know, like a hundred percent as they say. So yeah. what's, what's the point? Yeah. Like if you can't get famous for being who you are, which I mean, if your goal is to be famous, that's, you're doing it for the wrong reasons anyway. But I'm just saying like, if you as the person, as the entertainer is not like making it, there's nothing you can yeah. do about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that sounds mean, you know, it's a bit of a reality check, but it's like either you got, you've got it or you don't, you can't fake it and expect to be Mm. successful. Here's the biggest thing that I've also learned is your content is not going to be for everyone. There's people that Mm -hmm. like are going to watch, say like your videos and then watch mine and be like, yeah, he's not for me or like vice versa. And that's fine. Because you're going to be able to reach people that I'm not able to and vice versa. And that's like that, that I think is like really one of the biggest things when it comes to like content creation is that there is always someone out there who's just going to get you, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. which is incredible to me because like you never know who you are positively affecting. But also, you never know who you're negatively affecting. So, like, it, it's a weird thing. <laughs> you usually uh, know that. They yeah. let you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, is there uh, anything, any games you've been playing this week uh, you want to talk about? Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Got to, uh, got to one of the uh, DLCs. Um, I started replaying a bit of uh, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Rift Apart. I started playing that again. I played Super Mario Odyssey. Nice. Oh, yeah, no, did I did. I, uh, I tried to get oh, the okay. Platinum, and there's, like, one thing I didn't mm. do. Uh, I didn't kill Which the one? five, uh, I think they're called Gunthers, the big T-Rex dudes. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's not that bad. Like, yeah, you have to do a new game plus, but it, I think you have to do that anyway for the, um, the rest no, of the weapons. No, you do not. So it doesn't take... Yeah, I have... I you have, don't? I thought it, it required does, a new game I, plus. So to go... If you try to go back and kill all kill all five, because it says kill the five, uh, there comes a point where they don't mm-hmm. spawn anymore, and then that's it. So I've only killed like three or four, and that's it. I can't get to fifth one, so I had to do new game plus. Huh. So yeah. Oh well, I just have to get to that point, and uh, I have Ghost of Tsushima now, so I'm excited to try that out. I haven't played it yet. Ooh. I'm excited. That's I really with with PlayStation releasing several of their games on PC. I hope at some <laughs> point that is one of them because I want to play. That it kind of seems yeah, like it would be so bad. Like that multiplayer mode, especially, is like aching for yeah, PCs. But that, uh, well, it might be in a thing that we're going to talk about later. I don't. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at it <laughs> myself. But we'll 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 get to that. I don't think it is actually. But yeah, but you know. If, if anything, it won't be for. It just came out what two years ago. Um, I think it's I think, only a year. Not, last, yeah, it only a year I think ago. It was, yeah, it was like last year ago. fall. So or yeah, something. if any, if, if if it does come to PC, uh, it won't be for at least another couple of years at the best. Mm-hmm. But at go. that point, I'll be ready because I would have just beaten Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. Okay. Um, nah, anything else? Nah, do you have any questions, comments, concerns? I will answer them all. Maybe. The answer is yes. Yes. 
<laughs> Justin, mm-hmm. uh, the Metroid hype train continues. Are you on that Metroid train? Sort of. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely in Metroidvania zone. Um, not as much Metroid, but I will start off by going with the the most relevant, like you know, new game. Um, I have been playing Fist, uh, Forged in Shadow Torch, uh, is what the acronym stands that for. That sounds cool. I've been fisting the crap out of that game. Um, so it's really good. Like it's for those that don't know, because it actually hasn't gotten a lot of publicity. I haven't really seen. Um, I was just following oh. it, so I knew it was out. It is basically kind of like a future steampunk style. Um, like Metroidvania 2.5D game starring a uh, warrior rabbit character with a big old metal fist. And he, uh, there's kind of, there's like an existing lore in the world that like you just kind of get thrown into. Like there's not a lot of setup for it or anything. So I get a little confused with some of the characters, but they're all basically anthropomorphic animals that are, you know, warriors in some way or another. Um, I was just in a in a town with a bunch of uh like deer and bucks and stuff and the amount of like sexualized does in that town was kind of mm. upsetting but I realized that's not selling the game for you yet so um yeah it is a very good metroidvania game I will say that okay it's more on the vania side because like I said it's it's a you know it's a punchy rabbit boy um but it's it's got an extremely deep like combo based battle system uh so it's not like a you know a metroid thing where you just pew pew and they die um it's actually like i hesitate to say dark souls because i just i don't like that comparison with everything and i also don't know what but dark souls to say if it's like it but it's more on the challenging side uh if you don't have a uh handle of the more combo based system and like kind of know like what move does what you probably won't like live through some of the ba- uh the combat gauntlets they throw you through um because this is one of those games where like you explore freely and then every now and then it'll just like you know doors lock and like a few waves of enemies will be dropped into the field um and it gets a little annoying after a while but like the combat is very good I'm just not that great at it, so I enjoy like the exploration sections okay. more. Um, but you, a lot of your upgrades are fairly basic. You know, double jump, wall climb, um, uh, swimming, that kind of thing. But the actual, like the coolest ones, are tied to your weapons. So you have your fist, uh, which can be upgraded to kind of like punch. Um, heavy doors like it, it like pushes them in and they open up kind of like a almost a missile door type thing because they're red um and then you also later get a drill um which has a lot more like kind of uh crowd control options like you can uh push and, and pull on enemies uh to either bring them closer to you to combo or push them away to like heal or something um have some time to heal i mean but it also lets you uh, glide, so you can like do a double jump and then a glide, um, just kind of like holding it above you like an umbrella, and it like spins and, and glides you. And then you can use it to go faster underwater. Um, it like unfurls and kind of turns into like a propeller. And um, 
it also like when it spins it can open these kind of uh like giant drill doors essentially they look like you know on, on submarines with like the four like handles and you have to like crank it around it looks kind of like that but you um you open it with a drill and then the last weapon you get is like a uh like an electric whip and it is very satisfying um for one it lets you like grapple essentially so there's certain points where like a, a shadow or a light line will appear and you can like hit the button to like launch yourself on this grapple point and it just goes in a straight line kind of like the um I forget the ability in Ori uh that's kind of similar like the you know you use enemies and like launch yourself uh, up I know what you're talking about um, I just don't can't recall the name yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of a trickier to control type thing rather than like an actual like grapple swing or anything like in Metroid. Um but yeah, and then that also lets you like grapple onto enemies in the same way and like launch towards them, which is great for kind of taking out uh some aerial enemies and stuff uh since you are just a melee character. Um and then you can also like overcharge um like electrified doors to open them up. Um like, there's a lot of utility in the weapons and abilities you get. Um, and you can, like, air dash in any direction at some point. Like, the uh, the mobility and the combat are very satisfying. Um, and it, it gets to the B where you can just, like, kind of almost just free fly through the air um, by, ch- like, uh, chaining all of the different mobility options together. Um, and there's some, like, hard little puzzle rooms... Um, they, they kind of remind me of Celeste in a way where like using all of those things together to like dodge spikes and stuff like instant kill spikes um, to reach some optional collectible on the other side of the room um, so you might like slide down the wall and then like you know dash double jump and then like grab a grapple point to get across the gap um, and there's a whole area actually like down in the mines where there's no enemies at all and it's just like challenging platforming rooms um like a screen at a time just kind of you know dodging the uh the obstacles and stuff it it gave me like classic prince of persia vibes Mm. (laughs) uh, with some of those tricky rooms but yeah it's 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 just very satisfying to explore um the rollout of new abilities is a little slow and like i said the reliance on combat like is not my favorite thing um because I'm, I'm more on the Metroid side where, like, none of the enemies are really that hard. You just shoot at them and jump. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm having... Uh, towards the end of the game now, I'm having a really hard time with especially some of the uh, the bosses that are just brutal. And you have, like, a like a carrot juice you can drink to refill a little bit of health. Um, but there's limited uses of that. And it's basically, like, your like, your ability meter. So you have four different abilities on a um, on a radial that are various things like healing, um, a like a, a shotgun, which is the only like ranged attack you really have, um, and a few others that I never really use. But because the healing is on that that radial, like I never switch because I need to save the the ability points for healing. Um. So that's kind of a bummer. Uh, there's also like an upgradable skill tree for like with different um, different abilities for each weapon, 
and those get to be really cool. Uh, like the the electric whip was kind of lame at first because it just kind of like like flings out over and over again, whereas the others kind of have more of like a you know one two punch type combo thing. Um, but some of the abilities you get for the electric whip, like like whenever you hit an enemy with the electricity, it'll like launch out missiles or something. Um, so it helps with some of the ranged options because they're like homing like electric balls basically. Um, so you can launch that out and like not have to worry about them hitting you for a little while. So it's a, a good way to like drop it down and then heal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird game to explain because it's very much a Metroidvania with a very beautiful art style. Uh, granted, I'm playing on PS5. I don't know if it holds up as well on mm-hmm. PS4 because it is a Sony exclusive right now. Um, it's not like it's an indie game. It's thirty bucks on the PlayStation Store. So, like, it looks very good, uh, but you can definitely see some of the technical limitations, like random pop-in when a, when a scene uh, changes. Like, all the lighting will just come up, like, in a second. <laughs> um, and I've had a few, like, almost game-breaking bugs uh, where, like, a cutscene will end and the, the whatever's supposed to be in that room just doesn't load. Like, I had this really cool, like, uh, action cutscene that was like all pre-rendered weirdly um and the hero and his buddies got into this cave and this giant like rock hand came up and was like ready to attack them and then it cut to gameplay and i was just in a in a room all alone <laughs> like with normal like atmospheric music playing no hud weird i couldn't leave because it was a boss room so I just had to quit and reload. And luckily the save was like right outside that room. But those kind of goofy things like break the immersion yeah. every now and then. Um, but like it feels very polished. Like I said, like just exploring and like jumping around and stuff. Like if you fail, it's your fault. Um, because the actual like input and everything is very tight. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend it for those that have PlayStation devices. Uh, sorry, Ben. I, yeah, I think you actually really would like it. <laughs> but it's on. It has to be on Steam, right? Not yet. Oh, it I probably will be. It's really. I figured. Norm. That's weird. Like I figured, console. Honestly, that's like one thing, I but, thought like... it was going to be multiplat, and then like I was looking at, I was trying to find the release date because I couldn't remember. I knew it was beginning of September, but I didn't remember exactly when. And it said PS4, PS5. Weird. So, uh, it just says coming soon on Steam. So, yeah, yeah, that's stupid. But it's very good, Especially and I think once it hits Steam, more people will will appreciate it because. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Seeing what you showed, I don't want to play this game on Switch. Yeah. I'd rather play oh, it on no. PC, which is I definitely I definitely saw like no. I mean, like maybe if you're very, if they optimize it a certain way, I could enjoy it. But um, they would have to make yeah, all of the cutscenes pre rendered. And drastically cut down on a lot of like the atmospheric effects and stuff, which like when there, mm. there's a, a city, basically it's hey, like man. they call them furtisans. Like everyone mm. is an animal of some sort. Um, but like the uh. main town that you can explore and like has all the vendors and stuff. Cause that's, that's sorry. That's one thing that's kind of weird about the game is like a lot of the stuff is uh, like collectible based. Like you get money, but you use that money for the skill trees and the store and like anything else you find in the wild. Like, so it's hard to get enough money for everything. Um, but anyway, there's shops and stuff in this town. But, like, the whole kind of, like, hyper-colorful, light, like, well-lit, like, steampunk uh, look of it all is just so cool. 
Um, yeah. It's it's kind of like that The Ascent, the game that you've been playing with, Thomas. Um, Cyberpunk! I, it, it's kind of like that, but like 2.5D and full of I, animals. I, I'm looking at this now, and it's looking <laughs> really, good. really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great, and it's odd because and like, like I said, it's thirty bucks. Like, the, con- the the controversy that we heard with Sony dealing with indie games, and they don't really mm-hmm. like it's it's the information's out there if you want it, but like it's it's they're, they're, it's not like they're promoting this yeah. game. They didn't promote this game at yeah, all. Yeah, no, they really but, didn't. Um, it got a, a it got a few polls in uh, PlayStation like showcases, but I feel like if you didn't already like if you weren't already interested in it like me, yeah, you probably forgot about it. I feel as like soon I've as it shows this before, but well, I know I've seen this before, but I completely forgot all about it. Like, not even gonna lie. Yeah, and a lot of the trailers even like they showed the cinematic elements. Like the, I mean, granted, again, the game is beautiful, but the story's not yeah. amazing. <laughs> It is it is something also, to usher you from area to area. Right. That's about it. Mm. Also, my defense, they got the, the it's not the developers obviously, but they Ori two got running at mm. sixty FPS on Switch, and so it it's is like, it's, true. it's possible. It's possible. Um, it's just it's a, probably a lot of optimization, a lot of money, probably, and it has to do with the art style too, have. like. If it's an adaptable True. art style, which that kind of is with the, like, yes, it's a, it's running in a 3D engine, but it's a, you know, stylized 2D game, so they can kind of optimize that differently than, like, a heavy fur texture, like, you know, essentially 3D game yeah. on a 2D plane. Yeah. But, oh, well, yeah. Switch can't have all the good indie games. Yeah. Um, um, but, anyway, aside from that, um, the other main thing I've been playing is I, I'm... I'm Back on my bullshit again. Um, I think I might have already mentioned this, but if I didn't, I'm doing a uh, Super Metroid slash Link to the Past randomizer combo, um, which I've I've done before, just like kind of dabbled in. But now that I've actually 100% completed Super Metroid before, and like I, you know, remember pretty much where everything is, I thought it would be fun to do this combo randomizer. Um, because even if I don't remember where everything is in Link to the Past, which I do okay in that game. Uh, I can still find all of the stuff in Super Metroid that I didn't know about before, so I have a higher chance of getting all the items I need for both games. Uh, but, like, this is one where I was really excited because I, like, got a custom Mega Man sprite and everything, and, like, I had it set up exactly how I wanted. And then the first two items I pulled, um, like, at, you know, actual progression items, were the Space Jump for Super Metroid and like well I got the Master Sword really early on, but I don't I don't count that one. Um and I think Power Bombs or No, Ice Beam, sorry. Ice Beam in Super Metroid. So like b- very beginning of the game, like no bombs, no even power bombs, no other beams, no missiles, nothing. Um trying to find my way around, like where I can go. And I thought really early on that I was locked. Um, but I managed to get over to the Link to the Past side and um, grab a few other things, like early game things that I had forgotten about. And I lucked out and found power bombs and missiles. Um, so I just kind of cheesed a few spots. Like, for example, I ended up doing, like, very early, uh, doing the wrecked ship in Super Metroid. Because, um, like I said, about all I had is power bombs. And I had to fight Fantoon with four energy tanks and no suits. Um, so for those that don't know, uh, the Varia suit um, basically halves damage, and the gravity suit quarters damage. 
Uh, and at that point, you should have the Varga suit. So I didn't have anything, which um, I was actually I was looking up some some strats on Fantoon because I was like, I need some help with this. Yeah. Like, I can't. <laughs> I, I struggle with this boss when you're supposed to be there. Um, and for one, I found out that he's way easier if you don't use super missiles. Never mm. knew that. And like my 25 years of playing this game, apparently if you shoot Fantoon with a super missile, it goes into like an extra like rage state where it like flings whips of, of blue fire at you from either side. And I've always seen that phase, but I just assumed it was part of his rotation. Um, cause I've, you know, you use the most powerful thing you have, right? So I was looking at the strats and saw that he's way easier if you just use missiles, still hard because it takes a lot longer. You know, you have to do more phases or whatever, but, um, he doesn't do that phase. He doesn't do that, uh, that extra like hard phase at all. And that's where I was getting a lot of damage because I also found out that each flame that hits you does like 20 points of damage. If you don't have, or 40 points of damage, sorry. If you don't have any suits. Oh, um, and you know, I had four energy tanks. So do the math on that. That's basically 400 oh. health. Um, I can only take four or 10 hits from fire in the whole fight. <laughs> so I had to really optimize and like just you know over oh. and over um, get better and try to get the the most missiles I could in each like pass of him opening oh. his eye. Um, but it was kind of interesting. Like you know, I learned mm-hmm. some things about how to kind of optimize the the battle, which was neat. And then I had to go through the entirety of the sunken ship without the gravity suit, um, including. The area, I mean, obviously the area where you get the gravity suit, I didn't get that. I've had a really bad luck in this run of getting nothing but bombs, arrows, and rupees. On the Metroid side, anyway. Um, because I like I can't make any progress in Zelda, because I don't, like, that has a lot more items you need. So I've been trying to get the Metroid stuff out of the way so I can get, you know, as much as possible before I'm stuck in Zelda. And it's not working out very well. Um... Oh, and sorry, for those that don't know, this is basically, like, so a hacker found out that um, somehow on, like, the the uh, RAM, like, the SNES RAM for Super Metroid and Link to the Past, they fit together perfectly. Mm. So, like, generally, like, games take up a certain number of blocks on the cartridge. Um, and, like, all of the code for Super Metroid and all of the code for Link to the Past go on separate blocks of the RAM. So you could feasibly, like, fit them together on a cartridge, like an actual SNES cartridge, and play them as one That's game. That's kind of crazy. Um, without any overlap or, like, you know, corruption to either one. So basically, like, with the way this works is there's certain points in each map that will, like, teleport you to the other game. And you just kind of have to remember them. They're not labeled or anything. There's, like, uh, like the fortune teller's house and Link to the Past goes to Criteria in Super Metroid... And there's, like, I think a map room in Norfair. Uh, because in this, the map is already filled out for you, so you don't okay. need map rooms. Um, what Like, the map room in Norfair kicks you over to the uh, mountain, I think, and, like, to the past, etc. Um, and you can find either game's items in either game. Um, which is... Never stops being goofy. <laughs> 
to, like, I think Sahasrara gave me the grapple beam. <laughs> which was that, just that great. That sounds pretty great. Uh, I'm not lie. And, like, I found the red boomerang on a pedestal in Super Metroid. Um, but, yeah, so it's fun things like that. But, um, yeah, so I, anyway, I went all the way through Meridia and got out, basically. Like, I had to go through the rooms where... Um, they're like flooded without a uh, gravity suit or high jump boots for that matter. Um, or spring ball or bomb, like really anything I could use to kind of like cheese up walls and, or anything like that. Um, all I had was a space jump. So I was trying to like perfectly time myself above the water to not like land in there and not be able to jump out. Um, again, a lot of trial and error, but I made it out. All the way through the wrecked ship, and like the first, uh, the first item I found, like on my way out of the wrecked ship, was the gravity suit. After I'd fought all of that to get through without it, <laughs> so I just continued on through Meridia um, because I had the gravity suit now. Why not? And yeah, it's been really weird. Like I think my I haven't I haven't uh, beat Ridley yet because. I don't have a lot of, like, missiles or super missiles, so I'm kind of trying to put it off yeah. as long as possible. But um, my, like, main boss order completion has been uh, Fantoon, Kraid, and then Dragon, the, the Meridia one. And now I'm on... And then, actually, after all of those, I did Crocomire, if that counts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I th- I and think then now I'm on my... Yeah. And then now I'm on my way to Ridley. Like... Say what you will about randomizers, but they're they're stupid fun. Like having to figure out how to do things out of order and stuff. But ah, uh, fuck that. The thing that's tripping me up in length of the past is I don't have the lantern, so I can't light up any dark rooms. Can you get? Um, I fumbled. Get a rock. Get a get a get a, a stick. <laughs> I wish I could. This isn't get Breath a... of the Wild. Oh. Um, oh. I fumbled my way through the the dark rooms in uh, the first dungeon because I was like, screw it, like. I, I'm tired. Like there's there's stuff in here. I know I can get. Like it's so early in the game. I can just tank it. Ended up being nothing. I got like bombs on the final boss. I think. Um, but yeah, I I can't light up any dark rooms. So like in the mountain, I can get there through the you know the portal from Super Metroid. But I can't leave there once I'm there. I have to just die and then spawn back at Link's house. Um. And then I don't have the moon pearl. So I have the mirror, but I can't actually do anything in the dark world because I only have the mirror. Um, so my, and I don't have the, um, the mitt to like lift rocks. So I have completed both the uh, Eastern Palace, the first dungeon, and Tower of Hera, the third dungeon. Can't do any of the others. No. So basically, unless I find some great item in Super Metroid next, with what little area I still have left, which is basically Ridley's domain, um, I don't, I don't really know what to do. Yeah, you got a dead game, buddy. But like, I've made it so far. Like, I, I feel like I can do it. It's just everything I have is on the Metroid side. Um, I've got, a, I've got a few items. On the Zelda side, but just not the ones I really need to make any progress. 
I don't know, but it's really fun. Like it's it's just something to pass the time more yeah. than anything. Um, and also like I'm kind of crushing it on the Metroid side. Like as far as you know, doing the the cool tricks, um, like speed mm-hmm. tricks. But I'm playing on my phone using the Razer Kishi controller, which is very squishy. Like I can't use the D pad; it, it screws really? up constantly. I have to use the analog stick. Yeah, I don't know, like, especially when I'm trying to um, uh, space jump or wall jump, I get constantly triggers, like, up instead of whatever direction I'm hitting, and it throws off my loop. Um, But yeah, so I'm playing with an analog stick on a mobile controller with a uh, combo randomizer. So I couldn't be more handicapped, and I'm actually doing okay. Can you get, like, soft locked (laughs) in this, or no? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, I have actually. Like, there was one point early on when, um, like I said, I didn't have power bombs or anything, and I was like, "Oh, one of the early rooms I can go to is down where you get the bombs." So I go down there, which is apparently called Alcatraz. Like the the speedrunners call that room, or the randomizers, I guess, call that room Alcatraz. Um, went down there, fought the bomb Terizo. Uh I think it had like rupees or something. Not nothing important, and then tried to get back out. But the way you get out is bomb blocks. Mm. Um, the only other way is like the way you came in, which is a narrow passageway, uh, like L-shaped yeah. passageway. So I looked up YouTube videos of like it's, if it's even possible to get out of there and saw someone basically doing like a wall jump into Morph Ball to get out. Like very tricky, specific timing on switching, like, you know, dropping down into, into uh, Morph Ball and getting out. Um, and I did have that, but I just, I could not get the timing, especially with the yeah. mobile controller. So I had to quit out. Um, and there's been a few other times when like, I just, I like I said I didn't have bombs, but I got power bombs pretty early. So I would run out of power bombs and be stuck in just a room with bomb blocks because I had no other way to get out. Um, because for some reason in this game, the only thing that can break bomb blocks are bombs. Mm. Like they just look like they're little, you know, yeah. they're little stones. But nothing else will break them, and I guess technically screw attack, because uh, this—I don't think this one has like specific screw attack blocks. It, but I think it does in, in Ridley's layer. I didn't see them because I don't have the screw attack yet, and I was trying to cheese my way out. Um, so I like X-ray visor to see like what each room has, and they're just the bomb, look, you know, bomb block looking things, um, which I could use power bomb. So, like, the room that slowly fills with lava and has all the pillars. Um, I was powerbombing, and then jump, 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 powerbomb, jump, 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 jump. Uh, like, the, you know, the duration that the, the uh, powerbomb exploded. Um, and that let me out of that room without having the yeah. screw attack. You need space jump, for sure. But I think you can actually get through the whole game without screw That's attack. Weird. Yeah. Mm. It is. That's the kind of things you learn. Yeah, I like, it's never super weird. Um, and there's also, like, a surprising amount of enemies that you can only kill with the plasma beam, uh, which I learned when I got softlocked in the plasma beam room because I got uh, rupees mm. down there. <laughs> and I didn't have the plasma beam yet, so I couldn't leave because you have to kill ah, all the enemies to leave. That's awful. Yeah. So weird, tricky stuff, but I, I'm really enjoying yeah. it. It's so much fun. Um,. And then also briefly, I will say that um, 
my friend and I figured out a actually really nice way to do um, uh, Four Swords Adventures, like Zelda, uh, online through Netplay on Dolphin. Um, they like they did an update, like a Dolphin Fork recently that integrates the uh, Game Boy Advance emulator into the mm. GameCube emulator. So you're basically running one thing, but it's got the GameCube game and the linked GBA windows all running together at the same time, rather than having to pull up and sync them oh. yourself. Um, and the first run was pretty successful. Uh, that's what we're streaming right now on Thursday nights. And, like, we had a weird desync toward the end that we didn't even know about. We just figured out that, like, what we were talking about didn't mm. match up. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm over here and I have this item. What are you talking about? He's like, well, on my screen, you're over here and you have this item. Um, so we've got to figure that out sometime before this Thursday. Because I really don't right. want that to happen again. Um, but it's super cool that it's right. even possible. It is pretty neat. It's definitely something I want to play around with more. Yeah. And you can use that for a lot of things. Like the um like the Pokemon mm-hmm. games, you know, like if you have like a save file on a Game Boy Advance Pokemon game, you could link that to like Pokemon Coliseum, oh. for example. Instead of having to use like oh. the rental Pokemon in that game. Um or like the Tingle Tuner in Wind Waker, that kind of thing. And um those are probably the Fusion Suit in oh. Metroid Prime. Wow. Yeah. I think you can actually use a like a game shark code or something to unlock that too, but yeah. Um but it's like it's obviously better in the offline stuff. Like the Tingle Tuner works perfectly hundred yeah. percent. Um and you can always like resync if you have an issue. But when you're online, trying to sync to each other causes more of an issue. You basically have to quit the yeah. game and go back in. And in a game like Four Swords Adventure where it only saves between levels, you lose right. a lot of progress that way. So, but it's a lot of fun. Um, like I said, we're going to keep doing that on Thursdays. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like yeah. a lot of fun. I think that's me. I'm going to uh, continue. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about this last time, but I'm going to talk about control, not control. Uh, Twelve minutes, very briefly, because I actually did beat the game. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, mm. it's I like I said before, I'm not the biggest fan of point and clicks, but because this game was so short and um not really um that long in the areas you cover or not that far i didn't mind restarting over and over again it was once i figured out the loop and what i needed to do to get an ending i was like okay i need to fucking find it out it's really compelling uh i i honestly won't lie to you if uh if this wasn't game pass i probably wouldn't have tried it um just because it's not my kind of game let alone the price for it i think it's like 25 bucks and it's not that Mm -hmm. long of a game with not a lot of replay value unless you like use a guide to try to figure out some of the other endings. But I still think it's worth trying if you have it on Game Pass. Um, or if you're a fan of point-and-click adventures with thrilling narratives. Um, it's I think it's really cool in that in that respect. Mm. Um, to say, I didn't, I'm not going to say it twist, but I didn't see that shit coming. And I kind of had to stop and be like, I need, a, I need to go away from my computer for just a moment. I need, I need, um, I need, I need some time. But definitely one of, the, one, one of my games of the year this year so far. And I never thought I would say that about a point. About a point and click, yeah, it's, okay. it's 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 super compelling. Although Daisy Ridley, um, who voices the female character in this game, uh, she does sound like when she gets handcuffed at the very beginning of the game by uh, Will Defoe's character, she sounds like uh, Luigi getting hit by a shell in Mario Kart. I'm not lying, and once you hear it, you won't be able to not hear it. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, it's just I'm like poor. I didn't right recognize now. it was Daisy Ridley at first, um, or it was James McAvoy because they're both doing American accents. Um, well, the fall is like you can't. You know, that man has one gear, and it's it's a good it's the good gear. But yeah, twelve minutes. Go try it out. Um, besides that, I have been playing a shit ton of Age of Calamity on my Switch. I don't know what has compelled me to pick that game up again. Um, for those who don't know, Age of Calamity was the uh, the pr- the not prequel slash not prequel to Breath of the Wild that came out in November of last year. It was one of my games of the year last year. And I I don't I don't think it was because of the DLC because I only started playing it now within the, the past like three weeks and uh, the DLC came out in, like in June like right around E3 time and I was just like I'm gonna just do it I'm just gonna play it and initially when I started playing it it was just like okay I I was I'm I'm an end game I'm a post game and so I, I didn't it got hard then eventually my stubborn ass just like do it and now I'm like. I, re- I revived uh, the R2-D2 robot that you get. He dies at the end of the story mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call he, He's R2 because oh, he... Tiny Guardian, got it. And he's with the princess all the time. He's R2. He's effectively R2. Um, and he makes me cry when he sure. plays the, the, the lullaby as he's dying. It's so fucking sad. Um, and, but, like, oh. you bring him back. He's a playable fighter, which is... He's so super cool. Um... And, but, so, like, today, I was like, okay, I'm not, and I keep telling myself, you're not going to play Age of Calamity today, you're going to play something else. Every time I try to play something else, I fucking just turn on Age of Calamity. And, like, grinding for it is not that bad. Getting the item stuff is not that bad. Uh, I did find an exploit. A kind of, it's not, it's not 100%, but, um, the character I've been running with mostly has been Sidon, uh, who is Mipha's younger brother. Uh, he's the one you meet in the uh, when you go to the uh, source domain for the first time. The shark guy. Oh yeah, exactly. And um, yeah. he's like Sidon. his. Each character has like their ZR does like a special <laughs> ability. Every character has it, and it, it really makes this game stand out. It's like you're not just doing light, 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 heavy. You are doing that, but adding the ZR adds in the special thing, which makes him feel unique. His special thing is like if you do light, 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 heavy a light circle will appear on him and it'll also have a sound in case you need, you need to help have the time better. You press ZR depending on what sequence you get. So you do light, 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 heavy ZR or however many he will do like a, a, a like a certain attack. His ladder, once I've unlocked them, he does one where he does like a twirling thing and he basically summons water spouts. And if you can mm. time it, you can effectively lock down your 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 enemy, and it only really works in like solo one on one fights. You can effectively lock down your opponent and just infinite them. I'm not even kidding with you. One challenge, and I knew it worked. Uh, there's a challenge mm-hmm. we have to fight four the four blight ganons, so the lightning, water, fire. Not at the same time, thankfully. There is a mission where you have to take <sighs> two characters and fight them two on one uh, at, the, at, at once, that's got fucked under Gan. Lightning Ganning is, Blight Ganning is the worst. The other ones are not bad, because they're heavy, they're slow. Lightning, oh, fuck that thing. Even in the game, he was bad. But, uh, so I was like, okay, you have to fight them all one at a time. You can't get healing items, you can't use healing, I think you can use healing items if, uh, if you brought them in with you. Uh, if you have, like, uh, if you, like, sort them before. But effectively... I started doing his this twirl technique, and I've knew about it before. But I was like, "All right, this is how I'm going to do it." I pretty much locked their all their asses down, and I just infinited them all to death, and it was super easy. I even did that 
to um, the, the 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 new boss they made up for the game, and then Calamity Ganon's human form uh, in this game. Um, and so, and I learned today um, there is a point where you have to fight Harbinger Ganon, which is basically like uh, the Calamity Ganon spirit takes over R two D 2s body and like corrupts him basically. Then you have to fight the guy who's trying to summon Calamity Ganon. And then you have to fight Calamity again, and after that, um, all three in a row. Luckily, this game on you, you lucky you get it on mm. matter what difficulty. But I did it all on normal mode, and it's a very good checkpoint system. So, I once you beat the first two, you got a checkpoint. You just fight the final form, uh, Calamity again, its final form with full hearts. And I just I I almost lost, but I locked this that down. After you beat that fight. You unlock Calamity Ganon. Calamity Ganon is a playable fighter in Age of Calamity. He's he's dumb. It's basically you play Godzilla. He rampages. He rips through wars. He can uh, throw like I guess his darkness out, and he has a little meter underneath his uh, underneath his special move bar, which is like a chaos, like a dark meter. I can't remember what it's specifically called. But the more you build it up, and when it's full, you press ZR, you activate it. He basically goes into, I'm the fucking king of evil mode. And it's so sick. It's so fucking cool. And, like, he, like, most of the time, when I, I really want to fight a Hinox with him, uh, the, the Cyclops guys, to see the mm-hmm. true height comparison. Because they're the biggest motherfuckers in the game. Because um, I fought on some Moblins, and Moblins are pretty tall. And he towers over them. So I want to see how close he gets to a, a Hinox. But he's so cool. And then, like, all of a sudden, more of his fucking things came up. So, you, luckily, they're not that bad. It's stuff you've already done or stuff like, okay, just get, kill 500 more goblins and stuff like that. Kill, get, kill, get, kill Lionels mm. and then you'll get their, and hope that they drop their specific things, whatever. So, I'm, all, basically, what I'm saying is I'm almost done completing the map. I'm not shitting you. I am almost 100 map completion, doing every single challenge, completing every single, like, thing that pops up the map, I'm almost fucking done with it. And at this point, I can't give up. I gotta fucking go. Like, it's the... the the And, and like... And the the, the, the longest one it'll take me is getting the Korok Seeds, because you need co- some Korok Seeds to get up uh, um, Hatsu's uh, abilities up, because of course you do. Um, I might just use a guide for that, just for time reasons. But for the most part, like, it's just... It's also just dumb, enjoyable to play. Uh, so I'm I'm contemplating just playing through hard mode and just cruising through and playing with all the different characters and just experimenting them with shit. It's a it's a dumb fun game. I love it. Um, it really is. And, and, and I'll say this: like at some point, I'm gonna take a break. And then I'll, when I take this break, I'll then I'll probably buy the DLC for this. And I got all more new content and more new stuff to look forward to. So like I'm glad I didn't do all this when the game first came out because I would have killed me. But I'm glad I, I like I, I I did I played it yeah. some back in like early in the year and now I'm playing it now. It's definitely a game that's definitely worth. It's getting more of my money. It's almost been almost like ten months since it's release. Uh, but the last game I want to talk about before we move on is I started up Psychonauts one. Um, with all the hype with Psychonauts two coming out, I was like, do I play Psychonauts two? It's on Game Pass. I, I have Psychonauts one because of Game Pass and my PC, but I didn't want to play it on my PC. I wanted to play it on my Xbox. Uh, so I was like, mm, I've heard it's, is it an, is it aged well? I don't know. I didn't grow up with Psychonauts. I didn't play it back in the day. I've never played it. And I started it two, about a week before, um, last week when we started, before we did the, uh, 
watched on for Atlantis. Uh, we watched Atlantis last week. I love this game. I have never, I have never been. It's been a while since I've been this hooked by a 3D platformer that fucking fast. Its premise, its characters, its stages, its voice acting. I love its Tim Burton inspired character designs. Um, everything about it is wonderful. Um, like it's it's impeccably unique and different and just. It's not the hardest game in the one I've played. A lot of it is like, oh, duh, dummy. That's that's the solution to the problem. It's just, it's I, I want to figure out where this is going. Um, right now, I just did the uh, Milkman Conspiracy, which I'll admit, that had me a little stumped. But once, I, I at that point, it's like, fuck it. You're 30 years old. Fucking use a guide. I don't care. And I, I usually try to use the one thing. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, then I'll go from there. And then I'll try not to use a guide. Um, but once I did that, then I was like, oh, okay, this leads to this. Now I'm like in some kind of woman's head and she's like, we're, we're running a play. It's wonderful. It really is. And I don't feel like, outside of some wonky camera angles, I feel like this game plays relatively still, it's still fun for being an original Xbox game. Um, I do wish like, there's some minor modern inconveniences that I'm not, I'm, I gotta get used to, like you constantly have to go to the select button to swap out. Um, your, uh, like, that's minor shit. That's, like, something, like, you had to deal with it back then, and you just have to get used to it. That's, that's, that's not a negative on the game. That's just how it was back then. Um, okay, fine. Well, then yeah. I don't, that's, that's, that, that's, 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 that's not good thing for the, the sequel. sequel. Um, but I don't mind it here, because it was in 2005, 4, right. whatever. But I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I didn't expect to yeah. like it as much. I expected to get bored with it, or, like, eh, this is dumb, or this is too weird. It's just, like borderline weird enough and I could really tell there's like a whole bunch of like psychological issues at the game the game like you know it's to me it's like a big fuck you to Miyamoto like oh you can't tell a story through platforming like yes you can it's right here it's right fucking here and then like this big conspiracy about this dude who wants to eat people's brains and it's 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 dumbly well thought out like you I can tell Tim Schafer like this is probably from his like high school journal, like yearbook or his journal, and he had all variations of these characters down and this world down. And like Res- Rasputin, who's the main character, is adorable. Like he has this nice spunk to him that you don't, I don't really see a lot, or at least back then didn't really see a lot. It's God, it's just it, it's resonating with me, and, I, and it has me looking forward to beating this game and to then playing Psychonauts two uh, at some point before the year's over. Because I hear nothing but great things. That's still oh, a lot yeah, of negative things about it. I've heard a lot of like yeah, game of the year uh, discussions most of the time, game, when, like, and that's not what I expected. Uh, so the sequel after the thing you love so much comes back, it's not nearly as received. This seems to be like the polar opposite, um, which I look forward to reporting on that. Hopefully, before I beat, I want to beat Psychonauts mm-hmm. one before I, I go on to Psychonauts two. Okay, um, that's all yeah. I've been. That's all I'm playing. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to break down the news. Sit tight with us, ladies and gentlemen. All right, hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for the news portion of the Charge Shot Games cast. So let's. This one we're going to talk about first. A little bit of a leak and a little bit of a teaser into the. Last part of the news we're going to talk about, but might as well talk about it now since it came out first. Um, and uh, there's an Alan Wake remaster that's coming out uh, soon. Uh, and then, and then a, a, it looks like a sequel could be on the way. 
Um, Remini has announced that a full remaster of the cult classic Alan Wake due to arrive this fall on pretty much everything except Switch. Um, uh, oh, it's not coming on Steam. It's on the Epic Games Store. So there, mm-hmm. I got to clarify that. Sorry. Um, perhaps more excitingly, it opens the door for more Alan Wake 2. It comes on the line. Uh, it was apparently leaked a week prior to this. Uh, Alan Wake Remastered will uh, come with both the game's expansions, allow for 4K resolution, and will include a new commentary from creative director Sam Lake. No official release date has been announced, but the previous trailer leaks uh, pointed to October 5th. Wow, fucking Metroid. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, Lake himself wrote about the remaster of Alan Wake Remedy fans like the sudden stop beginning, beginning his letter for writing This Is For You. Confirmed that the game was almost complete and that it is the original experience you fell in love with all those years ago. We did not want to change that, but the visuals all around, including the character model of Alan Wake himself and the cinematics, have been updated and improved with some choice next generation upgrades. Choice. So, I can't believe the Control DLC is getting its own remaster. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make I, that joke. I can't believe there hasn't been another Alan Wake game. Like, how often, like, it, this seems like one of those classic series, you know? It's, but there's I been mean, one. I always, just, I always assumed it was a cult thing. Like it just probably didn't make enough money to uh, justify making yeah, like a sequel. I'm I could be wrong. I don't right know because I'm actually intrigued to know how well it sold. I guess I just um, hear a lot about it. Yeah, because I, like I Thomas. Yeah, I mean, like I definitely. I was just gonna say, oh, like sorry. I played it like uh, years ago when it first came out, and me and my friend absolutely loved it. Like it was so good. Uh, yeah. Um. I want to play Control at one point. At some point, I fucking will. Um, Because that's kind of what got me interested in playing uh, Alan Wake in the first place. Because of the... uh, I think it was just called Awake DLC. Mm -hmm. Um, So, thank you to Epic Games for giving me a free copy of Control on PC. Uh, I I, I see... Um, Not sponsored, but... (laughs) I I see why Alan Wake didn't do great in the beginning. Uh, Released the same week as Red Dead Redemption. Oh, that's mm. yeah. yeah. That's, uh, Red Dead Redemption it. sold 1.5 million during the first two weeks, whereas Alan Wake sold 145,000. Uh, but oh, as, as time went on, as time went on, but, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, oh, it's yeah. passed apparently 3.2 million uh, as of 2015. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's pretty solid. Like it, yeah. And I think probably control was like a like a test for, um, for like do people want yeah. more Alan Wake? Because if you see like control coming from the creator of Alan Wake, and you're like, oh, what? And then you get DLC that like I think confirms Alan Wake is like in this universe, right? Like it wasn't just a, a passing nod. I haven't played. I haven't played it, but um, we can ask Thomas about it later. But I yeah. think so. Like, clearly, there's more they want to tell in that universe, and they were kind of using control to, um, like, dip their toes in the water of, like, hey, yeah. you want more? And people want more. I've seen nothing but good things about this game. And, like, like, and I'm sure this remaster is just, like, kind of an extra assurance from Remedy. Like, you know, this will help us fund yeah. the next game type thing that a lot of places yeah. do. All right, yeah. cool. Well, I'll look forward to that to October fifth. If you're not a Metroid fan, because ah, uh, <laughs> damn it. Well, Alan Wake fans will be happy, and at some point, I will I'll put it on my Steam wish list, and or I guess yeah, games Epic wish list, uh, Epic wishes for now. Whichever, which who knows? Maybe it'll go on sale on Steam first. Who knows? Um, all right, let's move on. As, 
Uh, it, I mean, it could. That's a possibility. It could go, if yeah. it's on Game Pass, yeah. I'm definitely going to play it. Yeah. Um, but we have no confirmation on that. Um, this one, I don't think it, it didn't say that in the article. No, it didn't. Okay. Um, all right, let's move on. We have an official trailer for Injustice Gods Among Us, the adaptation of the hit comic book series slash video uh, prequel. Uh, um, so this is not based on, just FYI, this is not based on the game. This is based on the comic book prequel that came out alongside the game. Um, and this, I believe, is adapting the first year. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, I know, uh, Wolf, you mm-hmm. weren't here for this part, but we talked about the casting announcement for it. Um, but uh, here we got an official trailer, and it definitely, re- it, for this looking at it, it definitely is retaining the comic book art style, the hard oh, lines, yeah. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also just uh, the DC animated art style. It's a little bit, di- it's, yeah, but it's, there's a, the, I feel like the line is a yeah, little bit a harsher, mm-hmm. um, especially when comparing yeah. to... More shadow. Yeah. It's a lot more bold yeah. uh, with the line work, I think, too. Mm-hmm. It, which yeah, I'm not feeling Joker's voice though. I am not really. I actually that. liked it a lot. I don't because like, I didn't think I would. Um, I forget who it is, but like I know that guy. Let's see. Uh, not... yeah, yeah, Kevin Pollock. Like, who does not seem like he would voice a Joker, but like hearing it in action, it's like, yeah, all right. Like that's that's Joker. Sure. I don't know. I had low expectations. I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I think it looks fine. I've, I've, you know, I've read this series within the past year. It looks like they're definitely mm-hmm. sticking true. Um, I wonder how hardcore they're going to show Superman basically pushing his hand through Joker's chest because that's what happens. You see oh, yeah. that in the book. I actually have it here. I have it somewhere. Yeah, I could show it to you. Maybe. I mean, I should have been more prepared. But um, I really yeah, wanted so, to hear Harley speak. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I feel like Jillian Jacobs will do a good job, but I wanted to. The hear crazy it. thing is, the year one graphic novel is like f- almost five hundred pages of of story. So Jeez. there's definitely going to be. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a mini comic, a web comic, or not web digital comic, and it was like chapters. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a lot. They just put them all together at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder what they're going. I know there's subs that they're going to cut, but I'm definitely. I don't know if I'll watch this immediately, but I'll probably like if it's on HBO Max, I'll watch right. it that way. You're not going to make it part of Cinema Shot? It's not part of the same universe, no, so no. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're, no. Maybe if we do, maybe at one point if Tyron and I decide to do the rest of Deep Sea's library in a row, which, God, that would take too fucking long. <laughs> um, maybe like as a, as a money incentive, maybe, but like no, not for a long time. Okay. Anything else to say on this, guys? No, not really. No. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on to the world of Lego, and that is more Mario Legos, as Nintendo of America has recently revealed that Super Mario 64 Lego uh, Lego set, at least one, uh, is coming soon. So um, it comes in, like, the, the, the question uh, mark block, and it opens up, and I think for UC Peach's Castle, uh, and there's uh, Bomb Bomb Battlefield, and then there's, I can't... What's the ice level? Sherbert? No. no not Sherbert. No, it's I'm, Snowy, uh, Snowy yeah. Peaks or something like that. Snowy Peaks. So, yeah, it's it's basically those three levels. Um, it looks, it oh, looks I like really it. cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't like not the deep- simplistic characters. Like, I kind of wish they would have just done, like, minifigs or yeah. something. Yeah. But 
like the uh, the concept is yeah. really cool. I do also. Um, yeah. It's also kind of weird that it's in a question block because Mario. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Question box. Yeah. But like, it, it does look really awesome. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I really mm-hmm. like the design. I like how, you know, you can plop it out and stuff. I don't know. That that's a really really cool. I I just really like it. You know. I don't know if I myself will buy it because yeah, it's probably going to be pretty expensive, but yeah, 150 bucks and maybe. Yeah. I think I saw somewhere that it's like 5,000 blocks oh. or something. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 5,000. And this is something so like expensive. Yeah. Well, Legos in general are yeah. fucking expensive. Right. Um, I will say, uh, I work in the toy department at, at Walmart, so I see the new Mario Lego sets come in. They're really cool sets. I don't want to oh, yeah. own any of them, but they're like, hey, they really look cool super sets. nice. Uh, uh, but yeah, this also looks looks really really cool. I look forward to this getting stolen in my Walmart uh, any day. Um, <laughs> but I've also really enjoyed the memes of like like Lego Patch. <laughs> yeah, like people making fun of how simplistic the characters look. Yeah, it's it's I think it's I think it's really cool. So there you go. Um, ho- hopefully at some point, Mar- uh, Nintendo and Lego will partner and we'll get different Nintendo Lego sets because I know everybody wants. The Hyrule Castle uh, from mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild um, set or something. The deck. I would love a Deku Tree from yeah. 64. Like Ooh, a that'd set. be a cool diorama. That, yeah. You know? Um, I would definitely. I know Justin would love a Metroid gunship Lego set. Um, Just like know, the surface of Kateria with the with the ship on it? Oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be really yes. cool. Uh, Wolf, is there a Nintendo Lego set you uh, want to see? I would love Kirby. to see. I mean. It, Two biases. Uh, one would be Banjo Kazooie, just because I love Banjo Kazooie. Uh, mm. The other one, I would really like a Donkey Kong one. I think that'd be yeah. really interesting. I think that would work uh, well. I said Kirby what? as a joke because I was picturing like you know the traditionally round character yeah. as a Lego fig, but <laughs> a... <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Donkey Kong. I think I think Kirby really could well. too. Honestly. I... Oh, which yeah. woods are like green greens is like a set. Yeah, the, want... the areas would look cool. I just don't want to yeah, see no, a Lego that's, Kirby. That's probably going to be disgusting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I want F-Zero Mute City where like it's like you can build like the track and then like you build the Lego, the rate, the cars. Hot Wheels F-Zero. That. Let's go. I think that, that... would be cool. Yeah, I was going to say that would need to be like Hot Wheels Connect. Some... I don't even know if those, that exists. Um, but it's one of those others that's like like oh, track that'd so focused. Cool. That'd be so cool. Yeah. But then we've got like I think Lego Mario Kart stuff, so it probably would be Lego because yeah. they do everything now. Yeah, those are also neat tracks. There's a Rainbow Road version really? of that thing too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's like 120 mm. bucks, um, but like it looks really cool. It's like fucking Rainbow Road. Yeah. Okay, uh, now unfortunately we have to move on to a little bit something more serious. Uh, everybody's aware about the hate raids. We actually, unfortunately, we joked about it earlier this morning about uh, Haas following you on Twitter, um, but everybody else is making jokes about it, so fuck it, why not? Um, but now it seems that Twitch is doing something. Um, Twitch, as uh, this is according to Wired, Twitch sues use, users over alleged hate raids against streamers. The lawsuit accuses two anonymous users of targeting black and LBGTQIA plus streamers with racist, homophobic, sexist, and other harassing content in violation of its service. service. Since early August, Twitch has been wrestling with an epidemic of harassment against marginalized streamers known as hate raids. These attack spam streamers, chats with hateful and bigoted languages, and fight dozens of times amid by bots. On Thursday, after a month of trying and failing to combat the tactic, 
Twitch resorted to the legal system suing two alleged hate raiders for targeting black and LGBTQIA+. Streamers, uh, we hope this complaint will shed light on the identity of the individual behind these attacks and the tools they that they exploit, dissuade them from taking similar behaviors to other services and help put an end to these vile attacks against members of our community. Uh, harassment based on gender, race, and sexuality is not new on the 10-year-old streaming platform. However, over the last month, target hate rates have escalated. Marginalized streamers receive derogatory messages and sometimes hundreds at a time, like this channel now belongs to the KKK, to raise awareness of hate raids and pressure to Twitch to act. Thousands of streamers have banded together under the hashtag TwitchDoBetter, such as they have Twitch, which I was a part of um, on that Wednesday. Uh, Twitch has instituted several changes aimed at mitigating hate rates. The company said it has banned thousands of accounts over the last month, creating new chat filters has been building channel-level ban evasion detection, but summing up botters is a bit like playing whack-a-mole. The perpetrators continue to make new accounts while obscuring their online identities to avoid accountability. Um, and so it kind of goes over into more... Uh, the malicious actors involved with the highly motivated in breaking our terms of service, creating new waves of fake bot accounts designed to harass creators even as we continually update our site-wide protections against their rapidly evolving behaviors. A Twitch spokesperson said to comment to Wired. Uh, Thursday's lawsuit, which is filled in the U.S. District Court of Northern District of California, targets two users identified as cruise control and creatine overdose, whom Twitch believes are based respectively in the Netherlands and Vienna, Austria. Twitch News says initially took swift action by suspending them and permanently banning their accounts. However, it reads, they evade Twitch bans by creating new alternate Twitch accounts and continually altering their self-described hate raid code to avoid detection and suspension by Twitch. The complaint alleges that Cruise Control and Create Overdose still operate multiple accounts on Twitch under aliases as well as thousands of bots account to conduct hate raids that both users claims in a lawsuit that they can generate thousands of bots in minutes for this purpose. Um, on August 15th, the suit alleges Creating Overdose demonstrated that their, how their hate, how their bot software could be used to spam Twitch channels with racial slurs, graphic descriptions of violence against minorities, and claims to be the hate raiders are the KKK. The suit also alleges that the defendants may be part of a hate rating community, which coordinates attacks over Discord and Steam. Um, and it goes into a little bit more, but like, yeah, so we're, we're Twitch is Twitch is doing yeah. something. Um, and the bare minimum, but they are doing something. They're doing it for themselves. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. yeah, because the fact that these two can keep creating new accounts, like, I mean. What is Twitch really doing by banning their their um, uh, their they're putting up a, they're, As I saw this on Twitter, they're putting a bandaid over a gushing yeah. wound. Right. It's, it's it's not really doing anything. It's just like, hey, look, we did something. Like at the very least, ban those IP addresses. Yeah. I know you can still skirt around that, but you need a VPN and it's yeah. like more work and stuff. And you can start banning IP addresses over and over rather than banning individual accounts over right. and over. Right. Like. Like that's that's just something from someone that knows nothing about any of this. Like there you go, yeah, that it, one's free. There's people out there that are like, I do this for a living. Let yeah. me help you. I remember I saw someone who was like, Hey, uh, I did all this. Here you go. Someone please use this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, forget I saw where too. I saw it though. But I, I saw it. On, well, I know I saw it on Twitter. I just forget like yeah, what it was. I know I liked it. There's a lot, a lot of information on Twitter. It's a daily well, there was someone but... that put out like a basically a, a code for Stream Deck that's like a multi-action. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be what you were talking about, Sean, but a multi-action uh, thing you can just like you know copy and paste in, and it like automatically uh, puts your chat into follower-only mode um, with like a 
um, like a certain time limit of like how long you had to be a follower in order to oh, chat. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, a few other things that like basically stops new accounts from doing anything in your chat. Yeah. Um, and then I think while it's in that you know chat only mode, like where new followers can't mm-hmm. chat, it bans the the person causing it. So like it stops them from saying things, and then it also you know, kicks them out after like the 30 seconds or whatever it takes to actually do all of that stuff. So they're not spamming for 30 seconds that it would take to still do it. Yeah. Yeah. um, And I hate that it seems like the language on Twitch is like, they're putting a lot of the onus on the content creators. You do this, do this, do this. I'm like, how about you do something more? Um, But you know, babysits are babysits. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the company making, you know, billions of dollars a year should probably be the one doing all the work, not the streamer profiting off of 50% of their subs. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Sorry, kind of hard to transition away from that, but, you know, fuck you if you're a, if you're a, well, if you're one of these people doing this, you're an, you're yeah. a clown and you're an asshole. What's that? Um, so now we're going to go on to... Possibly the last game on the Nintendo Switch that needs to get ported. <laughs> Maybe not needs is a strong word, but some small minority people want to see it get ported. Uh, Platinum Speaking Games wants to port. Once what? Just saying that was kind of hateful. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like Towards I like the game, but like perfectly average game. It's it's mediocre at best, and I and this is somebody who likes the game. Yeah. Um, Platinum Games wants to port Star Fox Zero to Nintendo Switch. Um, uh, speaking to VGC, Platinum Games studio head uh, Atsushi Inaba, uh, Inaba, uh, Inaba said that the studio would have been interested in porting 2016 Star Fox Zero to Switch. It remains one of the few big-name Wii U games to make it to Switch alongside the remasters of Legend of Zelda Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. If Nintendo wanted it, however, any potential changes would have to be up to me and Mr. Miyamoto. Uh, Which means nothing not- would change. Yup! It's plus... God... Damn, it's not cool that people aren't able to play older games because they've locked out of our platform. So of course, uh, anything is possible. We'd like to bring any of all these older titles to newer platforms. You know, I said it kind of depends on what in the realm of actual possibility. But yeah, the chance comes up. It's definitely something we'd like we'd like to think about. The important thing to remember is that this is because that because it's Nintendo's IP. The ideas are coming from Miyamoto-san himself. We have to respect what Miyamoto-san wants to do. And I will continue. Of course. At the time, there were a lot of discussions between Platinum and Nintendo, but if the opportunity came to bring Star Fox here to Switch again, it would be more of a question of what he would like to do in the opportunity. And of course, we would respect that again. Star Fox Zero would need to be more than just a simple port, as the Wii U version had players using both TV screen and the Wii U game at the play. The TV uh, would show traditional third-person Star Fox gameplay, and the Wii U screen would provide a copy view that was used to aim and use motion controls. Ah! Okay. I um, saw so- um, on, on Twitter, Lonely Goomba was... Uh- like sharing this out and basically saying like all you have to do is have a button that toggles between the two different views and make aiming looser so that you don't have to go into cockpit view to do it but you know you can toggle screens if you prefer kind of like the the you know having a first person third person toggle yeah that, that same like, idea and yeah. like yeah that would make a big difference it, it just the, the first one just lacked accessibility like it just shoehorned everything into Hey, you got to use these controls, and that's it. And also, we have planned the entire game yeah. around that. All right, bye. You know, yeah, like it, there's there are parts of that game that is like really cool when you're dog yeah. fighting. Like I under I understood the idea of what they were going for, but 
God damn, did it make it annoying as fuck to play at some points. Yeah. So having to switch between, look at the screen, look at this. It's like, oh, come on. This is on a 3DS. That's one, like a DS and a 3DS. That's one because the screen's right there. My TV, like, I can, you can do this, but you can't, but that's, like, I don't, I don't want to have to be a cock, like, I don't want to actually have to be a cockpit fighter. I, this is an arcade, you know, um, arcade shooter. Come on. Am I the only one that heard Ben say, I don't want to be a cock? I mean, probably, but you hear, you hear everything I hear wrong, um, so I'm not I'm used to that at this point. But I mean, I used to say that Skyward Sword was the impossible port because of its motion controls and like how are you going to do that? And they, granted, it wasn't platinum, but they did that relatively well to the best yeah. of their degree. I think Star Fox Zero isn't impossible, but I I mean, like shit. If you give me the thing is the level design is still not great. I don't like playing as the chicken wing. Um, you got to question yeah. if the remaster will fix the actual game, or if it'll just make it available I, for new people. Like knowing Nintendo nowadays, it'll just yeah. make it available. That's it. Yeah, that that's exactly what I'm seeing. Yeah, that like, doesn't seem worth it. Because I think it's a little different with the Wii. Because I mean, there there are noticeable differences between the Wii mode and the Joy-Con, but the technology essentially is similar. Like, the idea of really the only thing that the Wii brought to the table was motion control with the controller. Whereas the Wii U was a drastically different technology because of the focus on asymmetric Mm -hmm. gameplay. Like, I don't think you could really have uh, Nintendo Land, for example, ported to the Switch. Yeah. Unless it's online only. Because there's just two vastly different ways to play that require people to not see each other's screens. It's just... This is kind of similar, but I think it's doable. It would just be yeah, clunky. Like, yeah. So, like, there are, surely there's Wii U games that can't be ported just yeah. because of the way they work. Yeah, well, Wonderful 101, when that got ported, that needed to use a second screen, and they handled it in the worst possible way. You actually had to, it was on the screen at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I heard that was, was just a terrible yeah. port. It's, yeah, it's, it's just like... It's not. It's not a terrible port. It's only terrible because the gamepad made the drawing mm. easier. Um, mm-hmm. Like it runs better, it loads faster, it looks better, but it's just the gamepad is just so integral into what you do. Besides just a simple map yeah. selection thing. Yeah. And then like uh, Game and Wario, that's probably not one that could be mm. ported. That's yeah. probably why they made a new one. Same right. thing with uh, Mario Maker. You know, it's like just fucking yeah. just make a new one, but. I mean, shit. Might as well just make a new fucking Star Fox game, but considering how bad this last one did, who knows if that we won't get another one yeah. for another ten years. I'm worried they would actually remaster this to gauge interest in a new one, and then it would then fail nobody... because it's not a good game, and then be like, well, I guess people yeah. don't want Star Fox. See, I That's don't know, because, like... There's, there, more people are going to buy it than the Wii U one, that's for sure, but it's a matter of how many. Like, it's going to do True. better. Because that... Yeah, the install base for Switch is dumb, it, especially now as it approaches it approaches Wii numbers. Um, it's it, it will definitely have it, but I don't know. May, may, who knows? Maybe Nintendo yeah. will surprise us. Um, hey, if you, right now, if you want to play a Star Fox, go buy that Ubisoft game that goes on sale like oh, once have, every three months. I have months. that over there. Yeah, and go play I, that I, game. I do have that over there. Yeah, I have it. I have it digitally. It's fun. It's not a Star Fox game, but it, it's damn cool to be able to like fucking fly, fly as the R wing. In, in these cool DJs. Yeah, our, uh, my, the Best Buy by me was, like, selling them for, like, a dollar, and it came with the R-Wing, so I was like, yeah, yeah, buy that right now. Hell, yeah, all the, all the, 
I didn't do that because I didn't want the toys on. I didn't want all those toys. I just want the just give me the game. I don't I, want I to need, do the toy shit. I would want the toys more than the game, honestly. It's a nice one. It's kind of bulky, though, but I'll, I like it. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, unfortunately, from one game wanting to be ported, we got to go to a game uh, whose servers are about to be shut down for the PlayStation 3. Multiple Little Big Planet game servers shut down permanently after months of trouble. Uh, and this, just to clarify, this is for the PS3 version of the game, I believe, on PS4. The servers are still up. Uh, this is just for the PS3 version. PS3 um, and PS Vita. Oh, yeah. PS3 you and know. PS Vita. But who the fuck is yeah. Vita? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hackers. Um, I, yeah, it's true. Um, after months of issues, the teams responsible for the upkeep of Little Big Planet announced today that several game servers have been shut down permanently. And a tweet posted on the official Little Big Planet account development team confirmed that servers for the PSG versions of Little Big Planet 1 through 3, as well as the PSG versions of Little Big Planet, have been shut down permanently, citing a decision to ensure the game's online environments remain safe. The statement also notes that the developer has rolled out game updates 1.27 for the PS4 version of Little Big Planet 3, which remains on- playable online. The latest update restores the Little Big Planet online server for the PS4 game, meaning over 10 million community levels are playable again. Those levels are all inclusive of content created for the entire mainline Little Big Planet series, as the games are tethered together, such as Little Big Planet 3 players can use any user created levels, including ones of the first two games. Um, and here's this I'm not going to read that statement. Um, cause it's it basically the same long. thing. So yeah. that's actually not it's, as bad as I thought it was. Um, yeah. The rest of it's just editorializing. Um, yeah. Because, like, the way I read this originally, uh, which admittedly was on my phone while I was making dinner. Uh, was that like everything for the for Little Big Planet three still exists, but like basically anything made for Little Big Planet one and two, which were only on PS three, mm-hmm. is gone. But this makes it sound like the whole like breadth of levels from all three games still exist, just only on the PS four version of Little Big Planet three mm-hmm. specifically. So at least like you know for archiving purposes, for example. At least that stuff is all still there for those players. It just sucks for anyone that, like, you know, keeps the PS3 around, like, for their kids yeah. or whatever. Like, they're stuck with just the uh, the base game levels. Because you can't even... I guess levels you've created, you can still play. Like, you can create levels and play them yourself. You just can't share them online or anything. But you can't play the online yeah. levels for those games on PS3 or Vita. Right. So, I mean, it's it could be worse, but it's always that, like... You know, that fear of, especially when they were going to just permanently close down the PS3 market in general, like, it's that fear of things will be lost, like, what do we do? Yeah. But at least they're archived on PS4. For now. For. For now. I mean, hopefully we'll get another Little Big Planet game, and it will also be backwards compatible with all the community levels, so they live on that way. But... Yeah, well, with Media Molecule um, working on Dreams... I mean, we'll, we'll still working on dreams. We'll have to see or whoever whoever they task with doing another Little Big Planet. I mean, the, they just did a traditional platformer, Little Big Planet, or Sackboy's Big Adventure. Um, yeah, so that wasn't uh, that wasn't Media Molecule, Molecule though. Right, right, right. What, what I'm saying is like whoever either Media Molecule or whoever they asked to do another mm-hmm. Little Big Planet. Um, we'll see. Okay, uh, let's move on. Is this broke today? Uh, these are all. Rumors and not confirmed, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, 
Uh, God of War could be the latest PlayStation exclusive to jump the PC based on GeoForce. G- GeoForce? <laughs> That's the fucking superhero. GeForce Data Mine. Um, a new leak suggests the Santa Monica Studios 2018 God of War is next PlayStation exclusive. I thought we already knew that as confirmed, or is that just speculation? Is that always, always been speculation? speculation? Okay. I thought it was confirmed for some reason. No. Um, I guess I'm, I am wrong in this sense. See, Justin, you heard me say it. Uh, at first, spotted on. At first spotted on Reddit's eQuarter, uh, July, a software developer recently performed a data mine of NVIDIA's GeForce Now database. Note several titles, heads of the service, and subsequent on PC. That's because NVIDIA's cloud gaming service streams PC games from storefronts like Epic Games Store and Steam. In particular, it notes that God of War is coming to PC via Steam with that version streamable on the cloud gaming service. The data mine also mentions some other games ranging... Games rumored to be in works, games that were already announced or available on PC games that are currently console exclusive. This includes the long rumored Grand Theft Auto Remastered Trilogy, which we'll get before Metroid Prime Trilogy Remastered, as sure. well as PlayStation exclusives such as Bluepoint's Demon Souls Remake and House Marks Returnal. Again, the data mine does not confirm nor deny any of these games are listed, should be taken with a grain. Thank you very much, Mr. Editorial Man. Yet the move of the first party PlayStation games is imminent. Sony is moving in a direction that will bring more of exclusive onto PC. Previous games released on PS4 were then ported to PC, including Guerrilla Games Horizon Zero Dawn. Ben Studios Dates Gone. In addition, Naughty God's adventure game Uncharted 4, Thieves End, and Uncharted Lost Legacy are being remastered and packaged for PC as the Legacy Thieves collection. To further assist in this direction earlier this year, uh, Sony announced that it has acquired Dutch. Okay, that's okay. Also noted uh, in this leak, Injustice 3 was part of this leak. Um, also, Chrono Cross Remastered was listed in this leak, and uh, Final Fantasy IX Remastered was listed in this leak. I say that for Justin's appeal, as he shows no emotion for that whatsoever. No, I mean, I already read all that. There was also, like, next-gen Mortal Kombat slash Mortal Kombat 12. It's unclear if they're the same thing. Right. Um, and a few other things. But the reason I'm, like, it doesn't super excite me is for two things. One, I have a feeling, and I could very well be wrong, but I have a feeling that uh, the way the GeForce Now database works is it pulls from all storefronts. Mm. So it's possible that could be like, you know, PlayStation Now listings, for example, that are being pulled in. Um, So like games that are either on or coming to PlayStation Now would also be part of this list. Um and it's not necessarily like confirming that they are coming to PC specifically. Could be wrong because this shows like input as keyboard and mouse for God of War, which would take some yeah. some doing. Yeah. Um, but if they hired Nixus to basically like make their games PC compatible rather than actually like on PC natively, that can still mean that like GeForce Now customers can access their PlayStation Now libraries essentially. Um, but the other thing is I th- don't feel like this is an exhaustive list. Mm. I think there's either some lies in here. Let's be honest. Yeah. Leakers lie. Um, and they're including things that are like they're hopeful for uh, along with the real stuff. Or they are speculative on NVIDIA's part. And they're just kind of putting placeholders in the database. Mm. Um, because some of them feel yeah. kind of random. I'll be honest. Like, I, I don't expect to. Fu- like, why would we have two listings yeah. for Mortal Kombat? 
This this feels like the you know the retailers that put up site like page listings for possibly announced games before big yeah. conferences. So, right, so I'm now, just, I'm taking it all with a grain of salt. Same. That's all. Okay. Let's move on to our final bit of news topic, which was the PlayStation Showcase, which was last Thursday. This is gonna be the, this is gonna be a meaty one. So some of these we might burn through. Okay, so um, if you, guys wanna, if you guys want to stop with me, first off, <laughs> fuck you, Sony, for fucking playing an ad to start your fucking commer- your fucking direct. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Um, uh, first off, Gran Turismo Seven arrives on PS Five and PS Four on March fourth. I know a lot of people have been wanting. Gran Turismo back? Well, it's back. Um, uh, I'm not a Gran Turismo player, and they actually it looks like they show off some of the maps, some of the editing stuff, some of the UI. It looks pretty. Nice. It looks really nice. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, something to rival Xbox with, so that's that's, that's yay. Sure. Cool. Uh, in exciting news, uh, we have our first look at God of War Ragnarok. Yes. Um, we actually we got a whole trailer for it, which. Really, PlayStation, you're going to make me fucking enter my date of birth to see the goddamn trailer? Really? Okay. Um, it's for mature audiences yeah, only. As you can see in the trailer, we're picking a few years after the events of God of War 2018. The freezing winds of Fimbo Winter have come to Midgard, making survival for Kratos, Arteus... Winter is coming. Atreus? 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 Yeah. Atreus. And Mimir in the... Mimir. <laughs> Mimir. Uh, in the most <laughs> wilds, even more challenging than before. While asking to build an enormous amount of trust and understanding between father and son, there's a great deal of complexity in their interactions, especially after the revelation of Atreus' strength, heritage, and hidden prophecy only Kratos saw. I won't spoil that in case you haven't played it yet or you're waiting for the PC version. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a whole there's lot, a lot of like gameplay here. Like for yeah. this basically being the first announcement of the game. I think there was like a like a title or a logo mm-hmm. reveal or something. Yeah, um, there's a there's a logo. The last. But this was, like, really the first actual look at it. And it was, like, a solid, like, four minutes of various gameplay. It feels, you know, decently complete. It also yeah. looks um, nice. And fuck you yeah. to the guy who who was fucking baiting everybody about, they're actually using the reanimation. Yeah, too. I was going to say that, too. Yeah. It's a fucking bait, and you all fell for it. I'm sorry. They're wrong, like, but you fell for the bait. Wait, you're saying they didn't remake animations for a character that still moves the same? Okay. By the How way, dare. that I want to say this: that part where Kratos gets basically eaten by the crocodile and gets slammed, that looked gnarly. Uh, yeah. That's probably my favorite bit from the trailer. Uh, it looks great. Like it, it looks, it looks damn great. Is this coming to PS4 and PS5, or is this probably PS5 just PS5? Only? Have they said? I think it's both. Oh, was it both? Okay. Because Horizons, I'm uh, pretty sure it's both. Horizons coming to both, so we'll, we'll have to see. Um. um. I don't want to talk no about No release date, though. Hold on. Doesn't think it's a, no, I don't think we get a release date no. for this one. Ragnarok PS4. Uh, yeah, in addition, they released yeah, some characters. It's scheduled portraits. to be released in 2022 for the PlayStation okay. 4 and PlayStation 5. Sorry. It's okay. just showing up the PS5. That uh, I'll tell you what. They have some pretty looking water. I love the clear water in this. It looks nice. That's how you sell me on a video game. How good does your water look? 7 yeah, out of 10. Uh, I will. Uh, I will be looking forward to playing the 2018 PC port of the first of the of the first, not the first one, but you know what I mean. Um, okay, let's move on. It's very uh, good. That's what I hear. I know the story, so I should be playing for the gameplay at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, as we mentioned this already, uh, 
Legacy and Deeds Collection are coming to PS5 and PC fully remastered. I'm excited for this because I played the first three Uncharted's. I've never played Uncharted 4 because I don't have a PS4, so I'm looking forward to playing Uncharted 4 and seeing how Drake's story quote-unquote ends, I, supposedly. I don't... I still... I have not had this game spoiled for me and it's been out since, what, 2014? Oh, yeah. yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I don't know how it ends and I'm really excited to play it. Uh, I, you know, I was trying to stream through all the Uncharted games and I kind of got burnt out on them. I kind of still want to play Uncharted 4. I feel like maybe that would shirk some of the issues I had with it, like the PS3 mm-hmm. games. Um... But I don't know for sure. But I mean, I like I've got it on the the you know backwards compatibility with PS Five. I'm not. I wouldn't get this new one. Um, but it definitely has me interested. Again, like this is a really nice trailer. I have never played it. All right, let's move on next. You yeah, never played it? Oh, okay. Well, ho- ho- I I would hope they port the first three to uh, P- to PC as well. Even though that might be a little bit harder because they were built yeah. for PS Three. So we'll see. We'll have to yeah. see. Um, uh, I apologize if I'm butchering this next game. Uh, Titia is the next game that they showed off, um, and it looks like a very like adorable adventure game where you play as this little girl on this tropical island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, uh, New Caledonia, um, a small archipelago in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, at least this is the developer saying, very cultures of New Cal are deeply rooted in what we do. For example, the uh, Awaseb is itself is local slang for it's all good, no worries. And uh, the PlayStation blog shows off different pictures of it. It looks like I love, I love this art style. For mm-hmm. it. it looks really it, nice. It works well with it. It, it reminds me of a Hat I in can Time. See that. A better, more refined version of Hat in Time, but yes. Yeah, I'm just saying that kind of cute, like colorful style. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we got this is probably the most hated segment of the PlayStation um, uh, showcase, but we got another trailer for Deathloop. And look, listen, nobody—not uh, nobody, but most people were not hating on the game. We're like, okay, we heard, we know, we know, we know this game's coming out. Just we're just, gonna get it, all right? It comes out in like yeah. three days. Give yeah. it up, yeah. And and it's and it got ten out of ten. So um, it was yeah, a good trailer, but it's like doing super well. Yeah, it's a good trailer, but it's like people were tired of hearing about it at that point, and like mm-hmm. games already coming out. There's no reason for you to be showing this right now, um, other than that they needed to pad out time for whatever reason. Um, I want to play it at some point, but yeah, we'll I don't see. have interest to get it yet. I, I wasn't like I'll play it eventually, but like yeah, not, it's not on like a, I need to get this this week. You know, like I have other mm-hmm. games I really want to try before that. Arcane's games are all really good, and I feel like they um, they promote mm-hmm. well, and like you know get a lot of press when they first come out, and then just kind of wet fart. Yeah. You know, like I'm not I'm not saying bad. I'm saying like they don't mm-hmm. stick around. Um, they make their stink yeah. then they leave. So I usually pick them up on Steam when they're like ten twenty bucks and have a good time, and that's probably what I'll do with this one too. But like. The fact that it's getting 10 out of 10s, like, that's incredible. It seems yeah. very unique. I just don't really want to pay full price for it when there's other games mm-hmm. out right now. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. We're getting backfeeded a lot. All right, uh, next one might be a bit of a snooze, but Blood Hunt is coming to PlayStation 5 in 2021. We got a brief, very brief trailer, and it... I I don't... <laughs> it looks fine for a fun vampire multiplayer game, I guess? It's like a... It's a Vampire the Masquerade yeah, Battle Royale, okay. it looks like. Just not for me. 
Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe it's fun. Don't know. And uh, we, yeah, we got a new story trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, which I am, I am so looking forward to this game. I won't get it at launch, um, but I really want to do one. I do want to play it. Uh, looks has that fun, crazy Marvel goodness. Um, I love that they're tackling the uh, the church uh, in the Universal Church of Truth, which means a certain Marvel character is gonna should show up. Uh, Cosmo, the 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 Russian space dog, is in it, which is awesome, and he he does his mind shit, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, yeah, there's some really cool like, yeah, this is a this is coming from a comic book inspired imagery, and I love oh, that's him gonna so be much. good. I saw Mantis there too. Yeah, Mantis is there too. Yeah. I still don't super like the character designs. I know they're more comic accurate, but like Peter looks yeah. like a tool. He looks I'm like a Peter really O'Toole. Big on Drax's um, either. Yeah, no. Oh. The way his it, like his he's so red, like up on the yeah. chest, up to his neck. It just I don't know. It just feels weird. Cosmo's cute though. The good news is that you can pre-order the game and get their old, original, their old school comic outfits. So you can get that mm. if you don't like their current designs. Peter Quill wears a mask in his uh, old mm. Guardians costume. Oh, good! So you can't see a stupid face. <laughs> All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy coming out in God, another fucking October. Yeah, game. holy shit! Um, I do want to play it though. Kind of, still not a fan that you only play as, as Star Lord, but. Whatever. Yeah, that feels like it, a it's a it's a it's a it's a fun it's a single player Marvel game that's not fucking Avengers. Yeah. So I'm happy for that. Okay. Even if you uh, could just like swap between like only play one at a time, but have like you know on the on the D pad to swap between like Final Fantasy 15 did. Mm-hmm. Right. And then finally, we get another trailer for another game that we've seen several trailers for is Tokyo Ghostwire. Um, we kind of get a cinematic trailer. Um, we Ghostwire get, Tokyo, we Ghostwire Tokyo. What did I say? Um, Tokyo Ghostwire, Tokyo Ghostwire. My bad. I'm thinking of something that has a very similar title. Um, definitely has a stylized image uh, look. Uh, I'm just not feeling the FPS, but you know me. Um, also has a release date of 2022, but I'm I'm digging oh, the yeah. style for sure. I, I do like how it's very it, uh, based on like uh, Japanese mythology and like a lot of their creatures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like like a horror inspired like first person persona. So I well, guess first person game. It started yeah. out that, and then like somewhere I think they changed development. And it's like it's more action focused. Mm-hmm. But it's like horror yeah. action kind of. Yeah. So we'll see how that does. It's or they were just poorly to... marketing it at first, and it's always been an action game. We'll see. Um, I think I heard the reports that it was it's like something changed midway or like they changed direction for it. So that's part. I know this game has been delayed. It was supposed to come out like last year yeah. or something like that, or this yeah. year rather. Um, so okay, let's just talk. Grand Theft Auto Five and Grand Theft Auto coming to PS Five March twenty. I don't understand why. That's a thing. Like, like I saw yeah. one guy get like super mad. On t- like like come on, it already looked good on 360 and PS3. This game came out in 2013. It's yeah, crazy. We are approaching. I mean, it, admittedly, it still looks good, but we don't need right. any more of it. it. Means eight. It came out eight years ago, guys. Eight it's available backwards compatibility. Everybody People has that it. Care by about hand. it on PS5. 
can right. already play it through PS4. Back, yeah, yeah. whatever. I already yeah. skipped to Forspoken, so I can see. Oh, yeah, Forspoken looks really interesting. Keep going. Like I'm, I'm so into that world. I'm so into like the uh, traversal looks fun, and if you make traversal fun, yeah, you sold me. Mm-hmm. Also, was a cute cat, but I, yeah. I like that idea of like modern, like fish out of water character in a fantasy yeah. world. It's an I, I like the implications of that. It's yeah. an isekai. <laughs> what? Uh, isekai is, that... is a genre of Japanese monstrous anime where basically you take a character who is like from the real world and you plant him in a fantasy slash not not their setting. Basically, that's an isekai. Oh, then yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. So I I like it. I like I think the main character is really attractive. Um, but oh, yeah. also, I, I I love who? Ella Belinsky. She was in the uh, Charlie's Angels reboot. Didn't mm. see it. Um, so, but she looks good here. Uh, I love the setting. I love the enemy designs. The combat looks super fun. Traverse. Oh my god, traversal looks right. so much fun in this game. Oh, it looks so cool. Like they like seriously. Um, I make the Isekai joke, but they're lit- she's literally when she's running on the rooftops. That's Attack on Titan shit right there. Okay, Attack on Titan's not an Isekai, but. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe it is. I haven't fucking read the manga. It might be any sky all along. It's just fully you along. Um, it just looks so cool. Like, fuck yeah, Square Enix making something cool that isn't Final Fantasy. Let's yep. go. Yeah. As far as, like, the exploration and, like, combat and stuff, this looks like what I wanted Final Fantasy fifteen to be. I can see that. Because that felt very chunky and heavy. And, like, the combat was fine, but, like, the zipping around and stuff you could really only do in combat and on set points. This is, like, your hand does magic at random, and, like, you can zip all over the place, and it's just... Yeah, it's really cool. I have a feeling it's probably the Final Fantasy XVI engine. Yeah, and this was that demo that we saw early early on in the PS, Mm -hmm. like, like the Luminous Project, I think, and this, this, this is the result. Like, this, I won't lie to you, this might be a day one purchase for me, like like no sh- whenever this comes out. I don't think we got a release date for this. Twenty twenty two sometime. Yeah. God damn it! Fuck off. First quarter <laughs> of twenty twenty two is gonna kill me. I hate you all. Um, yeah. This this if if everything falls in line, this might be a day one purchase for me on PC because I mean it's uh, it's a PS five exclusive though. Fuck console. It's come. It has to come to PC. Does um, it? Not everything yeah. goes to PC. Oh, you master race, <laughs> cuck. I didn't say that. Um, I didn't Spring say 2022. That. Yes. Okay, so uh, let's move on to the last couple of things. And um, Tina, Tiny Tina's Wonder Borderlands. I don't I don't like Borderlands. Um, <laughs> Wonder Borderlands, guys, yep. Yeah, you guys have anything to say? I mean, I'll try thing? it. I'm I'm like into the world and the idea of it, so like I'll I'll definitely give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, me and Sean play D and D together, so like, you know, I love the the fantasy setting and everything, um, and like I love that they are just it's it's characters in the Borderlands world playing D and D basically, um, and I guess there's a thing in the beginning of the game where you uh you create your character. And, like, instead of having, you know, the preset character classes or whatever you choose between in Borderlands, this has something where you, like, pick and choose your different uh, stats and your uh, your skill trees and stuff like that and build your character based yeah, on that. And I like that. And so, like, the skill trees you get through the game are chosen by you at the beginning. 
So you're more making like loadouts than like just picking whichever character you like the most. And that's really cool. The thing that kind of disappoints me is the focus on guns. Um, like they even call it out in the trailer of like, and why are there so many guns in a fantasy game? Because I want there to be. And it's like, all right, but that's clearly just you're doing Borderlands in yeah. a fantasy world. Like, I wanted them to get more creative with, you know, bows and there's there's crossbows, but with bows and swords and I mean magic, which again we have, but it looks like it's in place of like the melee skill or the um the like ability slot or something like that. Like I wanted a drastically different battle system that didn't rely on guns yeah. so heavily. More like like a fast-paced Skyrim. So it's a little safe, but I'm yeah. into it. All right. Next up is a look at Project Eve. This is from a, the Korean developer. Um, I think what's the name? I'm trying to see what the name is of the, the dev. Shift Up? Shift up? I thought that was the title of the game. Console title shift no, up. Oh, shift up. Okay, never mind. There it is. So yeah, this is Project shift Eve. Up. So this is basically, I think, what I saw in a tweet that like Korean developers are tired of waiting for Platinum to finish Bayonetta three, and it's like, fine, I'll do it myself. This <laughs> game looks insane, like in the best possible way. In, in the case, like, yes, I want this now. I want it now. Um, it's, it's Platinum Games inspired, it's definitely near Automata inspired, or near in general inspired, based on the visual setting. Um, god damn, I want this game now, similar to Forspoken, like, those two games stole the fucking show for me. Like, I, I want them now, it's, uh, It's fine exclusive. It'll come to PC at some point, it's not a first party <laughs> game, fuck off. Um... <laughs> Uh, and if anything, I bet it comes to PC immediately. Um, it just won't come to Xbox. Yeah, what did y'all? I, I'm tired of sounding like a crazy person. I did. I missed this one. Of course you did. Like I didn't watch Wolf. it. Wolf. Mm. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old. Sorry. Is it just looks so sick? It looks like, so alone. fucking sick. It's so like it, it uh, reminds me a lot of near, uh, but like I I, I I just don't I don't know. Fair enough, fair fair enough. Okay, we'll move on. Um, okay, let's move on to our last bit of news, which is made a lot of people angry, and um, and it's shocking. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is being remade, seemingly exclusive for the PlayStation 5. Um, KOTOR obviously This was one specifically a- says console exclusive at launch. Yeah. To be clear. Okay. I remember in the trailer it just says play on PS5. It didn't say console exclusive, so that's what I was yeah. thinking of. So, yeah, this is a full, um, full remake of KOTOR, the popular Bioware. Am I yeah, correct? Bioware. Yeah, made it, and now it's an, it's getting remade for PS5. Um, I have no attachments to Kodor whatsoever. Me either. But I think it's cool. I don't. I don't know. Um, every time I looked at Kodor, I was like, eh, no, I'm okay. I don't like. I have that. the original on PC, but I didn't play it until like last year, 
And I didn't get very far because I kept having issues with, uh, like, the PC mm. port's kind of glitchy. And I kept having issues with the controls not working. Um, so I, like, but it, it's it's kind of slow and chunky. So I'm glad this is a remake because it means they can kind of fix some of the issues. Mm. Like, this is one I actually think would be better as an action RPG. I don't usually say that. Um, but it didn't feel great to play. I'm sure if, you know, if you played it back, like when it was an, ironically an Xbox exclusive, um, it was probably better back then, but playing it in like 2020 was just okay. But also that wasn't the last thing. I don't know why this PlayStation blog post doesn't have the rest, but they hate us. Uh, do you want to fill us in what the last one is then? Yes, I would love to. So we got a pair of Insomniac announcements. Oh um, shit, you're right. What the yeah. fuck? How did <laughs> yeah. I forget about that? What the Why aren't they on here? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll lead it. I'll lead. I got this. I completely forgot. Okay. <sighs> so we got two Marvel announcements. Number one, Insomniac is doing Wolverine solo game. Snicked. Snicked. Yeah. Um first you say it's a scene on, I don't know why I forgot about this. It's just it's a, been a long week, okay? Um, yeah. It's seen in a bar. You don't know who it is, um, but you see a guy. I actually thought it was Wolverine because I thought it was his hair. That's just his, he's wearing mm-hmm. a cowboy hat. Um, Wolver- Logan sitting at a bar. and like, is that Logan? They cut to his forearm. It's all scarred up. And then there comes those adamantium claws. It just says Wolverine. So for the first time since what? X-Men Origins yeah. <laughs> Wolverine. Mm-hmm. We're getting a Wolverine. Which was an okay game, time. by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than the movie, from what I yeah. remember. Um, I I think that, like, this, we don't know anything, no gameplay, no story stuff, but this potentially could be fucking oh. huge. They did give a little bit more info, just, like, in a, in a separate post, which, you know, of course, also isn't here. Um, it's set in Madripoor, and they're going for a more mature, uh, like, darker tone than in Spider-Man. Um, despite it being like a shared Marvel universe with the Insomniac I like games, that. yeah. Uh, so Madripoor allows them to to delve into some of the um, uh, more adult themes in Wolverine uh, because it's a it's somewhat isolated. So like they can talk about an expanded universe without like you know it, it's yeah. the Deadpool syndrome. Like, you can say Deadpool exists in his own R-rated universe and acknowledge other characters, but once you put Deadpool in their movie, he has to be PG-13 to play along. That same idea. Um, But, so I'm sure it'll be heavy on the blood, the cursing, Mm -hmm. all that. Um, Similar to X-Men Origins Wolverine. But, yeah, this is the, I guess, technically the beginning of Insomniac's uh, Marvel games universe, which yeah, is kind of cool. I kind of hope Wolverine shows up in the other announcement we have. Speaking of the other announcement, surprising almost everybody. Cause I think everybody's was pretty much, uh, idea was like, it's too soon. No way. Yeah. We just had this other game come out. No way. Sony has announced along with them signing at games. Spider-Man two is coming out. Did they give a date? I don't remember. Yeah. 2023. 2023. So still 
two years, but still, the fact that we're hearing anything is crazy. We got a cinematic trailer, seemingly. I'm I'm going to assume from the trailer, co-op where you play as both Peter and Miles, or at the very least, single player where you play as both Peter and Miles at the same time. Similar. To I would imagine there's like a swapping mechanic, like either yeah. like you said, yeah. co-op, like the Gotham Knights game. Or, or, I mean, Ark- um, Arkham I did it first, where you could play as uh, Robin and Nightwing in certain select missions. I thought that was only in, like, the challenge no, stuff. No, you could, they, you can, like, I mean, you can, no, like, you can, like, traverse the overall with them, but, like, certain missions, they will join you along, you can play as them. Oh, in, okay, fair so enough. It's, it's, um, so the Genesis. Or I, I could see them doing, uh, like, a... Like, each, you know, different missions are for each one. Like, Miles has the more stealthy missions. Um, Peter has the more combat-heavy ones. Like, that kind of thing. But, that is not the only announcement that we got for this. The question is, who else will be joining them? And it's very sinister. Not that, no, not not the sinister six, sorry. Um, Venom is going to be the villain for Spider-Man 2. And not the only villain. Not the only villain. Um, they They also teased... They also teased. Oh, I, I thought you knew. Um, they... I knew, but I'm leading to you, so to gotcha. incorporate. We got team. voiceover, presumably from Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Basically, like trying to find someone an equal match to him, and it seems like Venom comes out of the shadows to give Craven a run for his money. I imagine the Spider-Man get caught up in the middle, which should be super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. this trailer was a rendered like in-game engine. Um it was a it was a cinematic cutscene, but like that's what it'll yeah. look like. Um it's just I imagine it's too early on to really show like proper gameplay like they did with uh yeah. God of War. Yes. But we eating good, Marvel boys. Yeah. Mar- Mar- I mean, yeah, you got the 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 um fuck what is the the magic one that's coming out next year shit oh something uh, suns midnight suns even the that's it which also deck, has wolverine yeah. deck building fuck you fuck you why deck building why anyways uh you got Did you that. watch the actual gameplay it seems pretty no, cool i don't i hear deck building and i don't want to do with it i don't care how well good that's the your own is. problem watch it anyway and and come up with an opinion rather than just being a closed-minded i mm. i got nothing I, else yeah, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to call you don't get to call me close minded after I what I've done this past year. Um, I hear the word deck building. I don't like deck building. Been over this. Um, I tried deck building. You, you didn't like roguelikes either. But I played them and I changed my mind. Right. I played I played deck building games. I didn't like them. <laughs> I didn't like I don't like them. I don't like doing that. I don't like doing it. Um, so yeah, this is when that would change your mind. That's all I'm saying. Doubt it. Um, Midnight so, Suns. Guardians Galaxy, Guardians Galaxy, Wolverine, Spider Man Two. Obviously, you got the two other Spider Man games. Besides that Avengers piece of shit that's sitting over there in the corner, it's Marvel. You fans are eating well, and even then, Avengers is seemingly turning a corner for people who play. War of Wakanda was fantastic. I <laughs> sure, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll believe you. I yeah, uh, no, you don't. I, I'll believe you. I'll believe you. I won't touch you with a ten foot pole. I don't feel the belief but, right now. I don't feel. I feel like you. You're saying no. it, but like it, it's just empty words. You don't mean it. No, yeah, yeah. no. Which no, like fair. No. Fuck that fair. game. Wait wasted sixty bucks on that stupid sorry. Um anyways, uh so yeah, beside I mean for the most part, most Marvel fans are eating well, and I think that's cool. 
That's like that's seemingly good. There's seem and who knows what other fucking projects they have in in in, in the waiting order. Oh, there's definitely more. There's a few like rumored mode but unannounced ones. I don't remember right. offhand. So that was the PlayStation experience. PlayStation's block. Why the fuck are you, did you not include? I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Um, that's so stupid. Um, unless they have separate blogs, but that's that's dumb either way. Okay. It says all the announcements. That's No, it doesn't, apparently. Okay. So, yeah. Um, let's move on. Okay. We're gonna, let's go ahead and move on to our final topic of the night before we get the fuck out of here, which is transfiguration of a game to one genre to another. I think I said that right. I might have from one it. genre to another. Yeah, whatever doesn't matter. The the world of game is basically you know games. Sometimes we've seen this like Metroid Prime goes from a two two uh, D side scrolling search and action game versus not not Metroidvania but search and action, which some people are trying to get uh, get running to a first person adventure game, which is a complete. I would that's a completely different genre. So the question, lads, to you guys, what's a game series or game? That you would think could work, or would you like to see work? Think would work, and despite it being one genre and transporting it to another genre, Wolf, I want to start with right. you. This one I think would work really well, um, due to not only uh, it being one of my favorite games series, but also the lore behind it. A Donkey Kong Country tactical. Real time strategy game like uh, are you talking about the the Great Kremlin lore? Is that what yep. you're talking about? You know, that's he what, knows he knows that's, we're brothers. This, of course, he knows. I have Donkey Kong tattooed on me. But nice like, tats. do you know how incredible that would be? Like to one, oh. not only see like everything that happened because you don't you don't know much that happened. Like they talked about it, right? The DK lore is the deepest lore. <laughs> But, like, there's so much that you can learn about that, and I feel like that, it, it just, it would be set up so perfectly because it's not only, like, you know, characters that you know, but it's, like, their ancestors or, like, you know, it could be, like, a return of them, you know, return of the Kremlins or, th- there's so much you can do with that. Um, and, you know, there, there's a wide cast of characters that you can use, their ancestors, um, you can see Cranky Kong when he's younger, uh, there, there's so much you can do with that, and I, I think, um, I, I mean, I just started getting into, because uh, I just started playing Fire Emblem Three Houses not too long, well, like, when it came out, and that started getting me on that kick, so I think, like, that would be work really well. I mean, we saw Mario Rabbids, and that shouldn't work, but it does, so, like, imagine, like, a more... And there's Donkey Kong yeah, DLC so, for like, that. Yeah, so, like, it worked perfectly. Um, I think... That is something I don't think Nintendo will ever do that. But if they ever go that route, it, I'm pre-ordering that day one. I, I think the like the buddy mechanic would mm-hmm. work really well for that. Like you know the idea of having like taking two Kongs in and like they have kind oh, of yeah. pair up moves similar to like Chrono, Chrono oh, yeah. Trigger. It work. It would work so well. Like there, there, there's just so much that they could do with that. Um, you could show like enemies whenever depending on like what time frame they go with uh you know if are they going to the past to show that or are they going to like the next kremlin war uh you know you, you could do a lot with that series um but that i i am all for i, I would like a prequel 
personally, I would love to see like everything that happened back then, like what started everything, how it ended the way it did. Have like have it open with Cranky Kong telling a story yeah. about his childhood, being. Oh, yeah, being and then you play ass. as a young cranky, like you know, Donkey, like original yeah. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Play as young cranky, like with his set of of like yeah, supporting and you meet, cast. like Tiny Kong's parents or like grandparents, and like you, yeah, you meet like all these people. Like you could even meet like uh, King K. Rule's family, see why he's considered the king and whatnot, um, and why he hates. You know, there's so much you could do with that. It's so oh, yeah. story driven, but I think because of that, that's why Shigeru Miyamoto is just gonna be like, no, and fuck that. Sorry, what? We don't do that here. But we already have an RPG series. But like, I, I, I think it would work perfectly. Who knows? They might do it. I doubt it. I, I'd give it a twelve percent chance of ever happening. But if it does, someone come back to this and just be like, hey, that <laughs> like that wolf guy it. called it. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> and then just move on with your life. All right. Great. J- Justin. So there's a lot that I would like to see, um, but I don't want to do too much. It's like a variation of something else. Cause like, you know, I, I thought maybe like a, like a Mega Man RPG, but we kind of got that with Mega Man X command mission. Yeah. Um, or battle network. True. That's a little different, but I mean, like, Command Mission is literally like a turn-based RPG. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Or, like, I was thinking, like, a a proper Final Fantasy fighting game, but I mean, Dissidia is kind of that. It's just not really what I want from a fighting game. So, like, there, you know, there seems some gray area there. Um, What I think I would like to see is... See, I'm, I, I guess I could say both. Um, I would want it to be Zelda, because I feel like we haven't gotten enough, like, you know, kind of spin-off type things. Like, Cadence of Hyrule was so cool and so unique, while still staying true to the, like, the mm-hmm. Zelda formula. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's similar to what I'd, I'll be talking about, but um, I wanted to take more risks with that. And so I think it would be really cool to have, like a, like, a Zelda RPG, like, kind of a, you know, Super Mario RPG type thing. Where it's like taking those characters and putting them in mm-hmm. a new environment, um, but have more of almost like a um, like a Legend of Dragoon battle system, where you have to time out your attacks, so it's got some some kind of action flow to it, and maybe like like weak weak point indicators type thing, like depending on your position in battle. Um, so not full action RPG, because I feel like then you're basically just yeah. doing Zelda. Um, but have a narrative-focused... Like, you're still going through dungeons, but like it's more dungeon-crawling rather than the the major focus. Um, and you're still fighting Ganon and everything, but it's, it's, a, it's a little tricky. Like, I, I want to see something else. But my other thought was... Also Zelda with a yeah. fighting game. Um, so, like, you know, Link and Soul Calibur 2 was great. Like, better than he had any right to be. Um, obviously, we've got a smattering of characters in Smash. 
but there's such a good like supporting cast in Zelda mm-hmm. over the years, and Hyrule Warriors has proven that most of them are viable fighters. So being able to pit them against each other, um, two to your three, I think could be really cool. Mm. That's a good question. I think it would it would stand out more like in the sea of fighting games if it was 3D like Soul Calibur. So, you know, be able to go around the ring and you would actually have to like focus on your positioning. Um like again, and sorry, in Soul Calibur 2, that's my reference because it has yeah. Link in it. Um like you can toss your bomb, but it just rolls in a straight line so they can kind of shimmy out of the way, that kind of thing. But, like, for example, if you do, like, a horizontal slash, it'll take, like, a quarter of the 3D mm-hmm. space, so it's harder to avoid. It's like you can actually take 3D space into account with the different attacks. Um, and you can have, you know, Link, Zelda, Ganondorf, and then also, like, have it be a, um, like, a dimension-hopping thing. Bring in other characters. Ideally not clones, because I feel like they need to tighten up the roster. But you could have, like, the Guardians. Yeah. This is the same um, person who wants Impa in Smash when we already have Sheik. I think Impa could be really <laughs> unique. Uh, sure, buddy. But, the same character. Yeah, Impa, sure. Um, and, like, instead of having, you know, clones or whatever, just have their different costumes. Um, be, like, different versions of the characters. Unlockable upon of the horse, please. Just let me kick ass with the as yeah. a <laughs> That'd be, yeah, I don't know, but like Soul Calibur isn't amazing anymore. Like it, it's okay, kind of struggling. Okay. I think six was six was okay. Stop! I'm gonna stop you right there. Six is amazing. Six netcode is isn't great, but a lot of netcode fighting games are not great. So well, true. But I'm just saying, like maybe you know, hire the Project Soul team to make a Zelda fighting game in that yeah. style. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else you got, buddy? No. I mean, I, I have plenty, but I'll stop. Alright, so mine's is going to be very simple, very short. I want fucking... I want to incorporate the aspects of a 2D Mario game into a, into a Musou slash Warriors game. So basically, I want a Mario Warriors game, but you have to do platforming. I don't know how it would work, but like... You know, you kill hundreds of of, of Goombas and, and Piranha Plants and all sorts of Bowser's minions. But then at certain intervals, you've got to fucking do platform challenges as Mario or Luigi. And day, and you would have Daisy be playable. Rosalina would be playable. Peach would be playable. Fuck Toad. Um, no, Toad would be playable. <laughs> all the Mario characters. Even Wario and Waluigi, characters who I don't like, would all be playable. Yes. And, and like, you would Waluigi pla- would be so fun. You think they'd be, like... I don't know, like, to me, the gimmick would be doing, you have to, a specific state, like, arenas would be built around platforming, so you would have, like, the tick, 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 while also trying to kill, like, 300 Goombas in, like, five minutes. I think that would just be chaos yeah, and that, hilariously that fun. Great, I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, um, or, like... See, I was thinking you meant, like, platforming and combat, like, separate from each other. No, like, no, like, played, inter- um... integrated, integrated okay. into into the level design. So, like... 
Um, or like you have to find all all the coins in the level. So you have to, but in the process, you have to beat the crap out of a hundred piranha plants or something that are in your way, hmm. and you get to fight fucking big ass Bowser as the final boss because Musou games love to make you fight the giant monster at the mm-hmm. end. It, it just fits so perfectly, and all the you can use all the Mario power ups, the hammer bros, the, the 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 frog suit, the flat, the the like. Okay, maybe the cape not because maybe not the cape because cape would just be too broken <laughs> even yeah. in that space. Um, I just think it would be cool to, to see a Mario game like that. We've never seen a Mario game where you just beat the shit out of that many characters on screen. If 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 Mario can work in a tactical uh, space, why not a just a, a Warriors game? Yeah. Why not? Um, have you played Kingdom Hearts Recode? I have never played a Kingdom Hearts game in my life. Oh, that hurts. Will. Fair enough. That one was on DS, so I thought there was a chance. Um, no. Well, that game, it's its actually a port of a mobile title, I think. Yes, Ben, but... you're going to play the eighth entry into the Kingdom Hearts <laughs> series on DS when you have no experience with Kingdom Hearts whatsoever. That's, a, that's an amazing it is. idea. It's basically a, like a port of the first game, in a way. Like, it's a, it's a weird thing where it's like revisiting the events of the first game. Anyway, um, it kind of like shifts between like the normal worlds that you explore in you know, Kingdom Hearts style with the combat and everything. And then in between those are, like, glitched out, like, side-scroller sections, um, where you basically have to do, like, platforming areas on a on a side-scroller view to get to, like, the end portal or whatever to, like, close the gate to that world. Um, and that's kind of what I was thinking of, where it's, like, you fight for so long to get, like, maybe a mushroom power-up or something, and then you, like, get big... And you have to do a platforming section to get to the next level or whatever, um, where you fight enemies again. And then, so like instead of just having a world map, that you have like Mario levels between each, you know, stage. I think I that'd think be so. kind of cool too. I think that'd be pretty neat. Just, yeah. Sorry, uh, Age of Calamity has showed me that you can do like a Warriors game and then mold it into the game. It is granted designing challenges around platforming might be really really hard but i think it would be just so cool and then you could get cool mario remixes of like and i would have them pick from everything from the nes to the to the to odyssey to the game boy to the 60 i, I would pick even from like i would i would honestly stick mostly with like the platforming stuff not necessarily the rpg stuff because like that stuff doesn't really have has platforming but it's not true to mm-hmm. its sense um so but um, yeah, that that's my answer. Mario, Mar- Mario Warriors, or whatever. Mario Mush, Mario Super Mario Mushroom Warriors. There you go. I, I, I like just that. fucking wrote the title itself. Um, coming to exclusive to Switch, twenty twenty five. Um, I don't know. They have a healthy relationship with uh, Koi Tecmo, so you never know. Yeah. Uh, I want Koi Tecmo to fucking adapt another one of their franchises into a Musou game. So, uh, it's I don't think it's out of the question. Yeah. Considering how well Age of Calamity and Hyrule Warriors did, okay, I, I think that would be another good Final Fantasy crossover. Yeah, oh, yeah. Moose, dude, almost any game, I think for the most part, would work to mm-hmm. a degree. Um, any RPG, at least. Like I know me and my friends yeah. some, wanted a Xenoblade style uh, Muso game that kind of goes hmm. into like some of the past events of the mm-hmm. of the series. Um, but I feel like I, I just want to turn my brain off and just beat the crap out of Skeleton Bowser. Just give me Muso. Just give me that. All Stray right. Browser. What skeleton Bowser? Whatever, same thing. Um, 
I don't care about Mario Lord, neither should you. Miyamoto doesn't. Um, so anyways, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of the Charged Up Games cast. That was a beefy one. Beefy boy. Um, so we're going to close it out. Um, Wolf, please tell the people, the lovely people, where they can find you and what you do and all that good stuff. You can find me at WolfKOSON on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and uh, Instagram, but... Uh, I just post random things on Instagram, so that doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be coming out with videos soon because, as stated earlier, I'm going into part-time work with content creation. Uh, but, yeah, Wolf Kiosan is where you can find me for anything. So if you follow me on Twitter, it's kind of chaotic. Uh, Sundays are probably the most yelly day for me, but everything else uh, is very video game related. Sundays are for the football where mm-hmm. I yell. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, a lot. I love it, man. It, it, <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, if you want to follow me on anything, cool. If not, it, it is how it is. I appreciate you just listening to me talk for like the past two hours. Well, us talk, I should say, because I didn't talk the whole time. It has been then, Justin. You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Um, I also technically have an Instagram, but I haven't used it in like months. You have a gram? Um, yeah. Last time I checked it was because my wife posted something of us from Halloween. Um, and I got that notification. Uh, well, sorry. I, I checked that notification like six months ago. Um, so that's how often I use Instagram. <laughs> uh but yeah i am all those places um i haven't really been doing video stuff at the moment um i still need to get my metroid retrospective but i just don't feel like it it. i don't know i'm enjoying playing games sometimes you just get burnt out um but check out streams thursday nights uh for more four swords adventures all right, and uh, finally, you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiki for all things related to the self-proclaimed marvelous one. And you can follow me on Twitch, where I am streaming four times a week. God help, because I'm a fucking crazy man. Maybe if maybe if this Twitch thing goes successful, I'll do five days. I'm insane. No, literally, I'm <laughs> going insane. Um, I'm not. I, I love streaming. I, I fucking love streaming every fucking day I do it. Um, uh, you, I, I stream live every Sunday. Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sunday, uh, Saturdays are with Kane. Uh, we're doing The Ascent, Cyberpunk Goodness. Sundays are Mass Effect Sundays. This coming Tuesday, which will have been passed by the time this is up, but you can watch the VOD, uh, is my... I'm going to christen it my one-year anniversary of taking Twitch series... Uh, t- uh, not seriously, but basically going more full-time with streaming regularly on twitch so I'm, i started last september and i'm gonna do it and so like i'm gonna christen this uh this tuesday as my one year anniversary and as in celebration of that i will be streaming hades slash dead cells it's gonna be a roguelike night that night i was trying to think of the lionel richie song but i lost it um so look for that and of course wednesdays are uh grandia night uh, i do have a halloween thing prepared i'll say that i've said that i talked about that on my twitch channel but i'll say that the, cl- uh, the closer we get to october i'll say it here uh and of course please go to charges.com for all the content uh that for all this content including the very show you're listening to uh you'll also get the ww the the, the wrestling slam that i do with thomas slash gameplay stuff uh this past uh episode we just did 
was on King of the Ring 1996, a.k.a. the birth of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we actually had a lot of fun with that one. We didn't know what we were getting into, and it was a lot more fun than we expected. Um, the, the poll right now is live uh, to choose our next show. Uh, so you can, uh, I think it'll be over by the time this goes up, but as always, you can ch- vote on to see what uh, Thomas and I watch on any given week. Uh, of course, you can also listen to Cinema Shot, uh, which I apologize, there won't be a Cinema Shot today, just to scheduling errors with Tyler, but it will return next week for sure um, with the su- with the uh, uh, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay uh, movie, and of course, you can also go listen to Atomic Shot as well, uh, and of course, all that on charts.com with its own individual feeds. Uh, and of course, our Atlantis uh, a retur- uh, Rise of an Empire, whatever the game movie is called, is will be out by the time this episode's out. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll see y'all next week with Tyler, and we'll be back in full strength. Until next time, guys, stay charged. Have a good night, see everybody. Ya.